It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. This is the last episode of the Wednesday Pool List ever. And the last episode of the year. Last ever. I hope you're ready for this. We um, we usually go on hiatus next week. We're going to start our hiatus, our our Christmas break, if you will. Simon, are you ready for that? Yeah, I'll miss you, man. Forever. I mean, we still, I still talk every day. And Simon and I are supposed to be going on vacation together in a few mm. weeks. So hopefully he doesn't. <laughs> hopefully he doesn't bail on me. I'd be really, really depressed. I'm not going to bail on you. Like jump off a bridge to press. You guys heard it here first. If you see the headline. <laughs> oh, God, you know what happened. <laughs> said, said Simon hate mail. <laughs> oh, God. No we, we usually take December off to refresh for the new year. You know, some people do seasons for their podcast. We don't do that. We just kind of keep it going. We might do some like throwback episodes in December just because we've been we've been doing pretty well. And I don't want to lose that streak. But uh, we haven't pieced that together yet because I'll be out of town most of December. I think the second week of December is the only week I'm here or like at home. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just figure it out somehow. But just as I mentioned, me out of it. <laughs> well, I, mean, this, I want you to be as refreshed as possible. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's 2021. What are we doing here? Yeah. Who are you? As we mentioned last episode, we're changing the name to, I don't know if we should be the Wednesday pool or just Wednesday pool. I kind of like just Wednesday pool. I don't know. We'll figure that out. I've been trying to do a new logo or design for us and I got deadly. So, you know, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to bother you with like, Hey man, who did this thing? I'm not going to pay you. I hate doing that for like people. I'm a part. Of, it's not like I'm an employee, man. I I know, but some people do, like just ask their friends to do things. Like, hey, man, can you do this? And uh, you know, it, it would be different if I'd never heard of the podcast. You're like, oh, hey, I haven't heard from you in so long, Simon. How you been? Also, can you do it? Because people do that to me. People do too. That you're right. Uh, hey, man, how's it going? Can you do this church logo for me? It's like, <laughs> well, I guess I can't say no. I yeah, right. struck down. Jesus is watching. But uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. So Christmas break is coming up. I'm excited about it. This is the last episode ever, ever. of the Wednesday poll list. Which is weird because I think I have, I'm going to change the name like in the podcast registry. So I don't know how that's going to affect everything. They're going to ruin we'll us. <laughs> yeah. Everything's going to go back to zero. Yeah, it's okay. Like- like being a fight club. We'll rebuild. No one really knows our numbers anyways. I don't want to flex. I'm going to put them on a shirt. I'm going to take a screenshot of it and put it on a shirt before <laughs> it goes back to zero. <laughs> She's like, this is uh, where we were. You got I promise we'll still here. Ten lessons this week. <laughs> I promise we'll, we're still here. So uh, this part of the episode, we usually do trending topics. But sadly, since it's our last episode, we don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But the main reason is because all of the news lately for the past two months has been Spider-Man. 
Everybody's talking about Spider-Man. Everybody wants to know what every detail of every poster is. And I really don't feel like spending another week dissecting a bad Spider-Man poster. Yeah, if you look in the corner, they use PMS uh, 1033. And that is the Pantone color for Green Goblin's eyeballs. (laughs) Now, if you look deeper than that, that is also a code. It's the launch codes for the nuclear missiles in New York. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. It got so bad where someone was like, if you watch the recent Hyundai commercial where Peter Parker and Ned are in there, if you look at the license plate, I was like, stop right there, man. I don't care. I almost I wish. Just, I almost just, wish it were all true. <laughs> I don't. I do not care. I Legitimately, this movie could be. This movie can have none of the Like, I wish all of this was fake. And this yeah. movie was just like something completely different. I wish that was the case. I just want to see it see it come out. And yeah. I said a thing on Twitter that some people got pissed off because I was uh, it was like, "Ha, your most controversial MCU take or Spider Man take," and I was like, "All the Spider Man movies are just okay." Yeah, like man. people will fight back and forth about them being like the Raimi movies are they're a masterpiece. Spider Man Two is a masterpiece. <laughs> or Amazing Spider-Man is a masterpiece. I'm just like, dude, you're throwing that word around like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, the movies right? are enjoyable. I like them all. They all have something that I enjoy. Every single one of them. Sure. Yeah. They're just okay movies. Just like all superhero movies. I hate to be like the crotchy old director where it's just like, you know, they're not cinema, but they're popcorn movies. I enjoy they, them. They're also pretty much all the same, like the same story yeah. beats. Exactly. No but yeah, yeah, we talked about that last week. Like, generally, Spider Verse is the best. We all know that. Yeah, uh, for sure. In fact, I had a conversation about that today with somebody who's a non-comic book person. They they do watch some, you know, comic movies, or whatever, for filler noise or whatever. And mm-hmm. she said, "Yeah, my nephew really wanted to watch this Spider Verse movie. In fact, he was ready to pay to rent it because he wanted me to watch it. So much. his kids like eight. You yeah. wanted me to watch it so much. And oh my God, it was the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. And I was like, yeah. yes, it is the best. It is the best. Uh, and because I say they're all okay, that doesn't mean I don't like them or I, I don't, ha- or, or I don't think that, you know, the movies that have their problems, like Amazing Spider-Man, I, I yes, mean, they all have, they all have yourself flies. to anybody. They, but they, you know, <laughs> I left amazing, people hate Amazing Spider-Man too. I left Amazing Spider-Man too. Like, man, that was pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. Of course, of yeah. course, there's some dumb stuff in it. I can say yeah. that legitimately about every single movie. Right, right. And, and I've just gotten to the point where I'm just kind of exhausted with dissecting movies like that. Like, unless it's just straight up X Men, garbage. <laughs> unless it's yeah. just straight up this unless, one property. Unless it's just straight up X anything, I'm generally <laughs> going to be like, you know what? That's okay. That's what okay. If there's three X's. What if it's XXX Men? <laughs> Avengers XXX man, I'd watch that. Avengers Sex Man. <laughs> we should do that. We should start a review series where we. How awkward would that be? <laughs> like we watch these X-rated, like superhero movie parodies. God, that'd be real weird. There's to me, I've never had that experience of people have where it's like, yeah, we're just sitting in the room watching porn. <laughs> like what? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, me either. Never, That's weird. Never had that That's, one. In fact, I've. No. I've heard, yeah, I've heard like real people I know that have had stories like that. Uh, like just like uh, hanging out with their friends watching pornos. Yeah, like more than more than one <laughs> one other person, but enough to you know, I guess not make it weird. Which to me, it's still no, it's weird. weird. It's, it's weird. always it's, weird. It's weird in general. <laughs> yeah, 
No, thanks. So skipping trending topics, we basically just did our trending topics. Spider-Man's coming out. It's coming out. They're doing this screening, the early screening on December 15th. We haven't got our email yet, so it's safe to say that we won't be there. (laughs) Our fly tickets haven't been sent to your house yet. You know what I realized is that the weekend we're going out of town is the weekend Spider-Man comes out. Oh, man. What are we going to do? So I might see it Friday morning before I leave. Oh, you shithead. <laughs> because I, I figured like I, we could see it Saturday morning, but also like I don't really know how Friday's going to, you know, I just don't know. It could you just be a, hangout. It could <laughs> be a hangout. <laughs> but also, I don't want to get up at 8 o'clock in the morning to watch a movie, you know. <laughs> so I might see it early before I leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll have to see if I can take the day off, I guess. <laughs> or I'll bootleg and bring it and we can watch it. I don't know. I'm going <laughs> like to be 100% honest. I'll go to the movies and I will record it for you and I'll, I'll email it to you. Cool. Yeah. That's real friendship. That's I'll go with my GoPro hat. Put it on your, just like, <laughs> put it in the just, iCloud. Just walk it in there. Just walk in there with the GoPro <laughs> I'm, I'm doing something after this. This is not for the. This yeah. is not for the movie. I'm, I was climbing mountains earlier, and now I'm, <laughs> now I'm here. So, so there's that. That's something that I, I wanted to, to say before we got started. But instead of trending topics, so what we we usually do when there's shows or movies that come out, we do our trending topics, then we cut to ads, and we review whatever we have to do which ends up being like a crazy long <laughs> recording session <laughs> so this time we're just cutting out trending topics we're going straight into the review and unlike usual you guys listening to this episode will actually get to listen to the reviews and i'll chop them up and put them in the other places later as well but Oof, i think sounds murderous nah it's not a big deal i'll chop i usually put them in there usually, later I usually just uh, get a virtual assistant to do it. I pay $4, some dude in India, $4 to edit all our stuff usually. How do you know it's from India, man? Come on. <laughs> it says where they're oh, from. Okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, $4 for an hour of work. I got $4, man. I don't want to brag. I don't want to flex on you guys. <laughs> I got $4. Yeah, I skipped buying coffee yesterday. Maybe I do have $4. You don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we're going to start this review show off, our review section of the show off, talking about a property that means a lot to me. Just, uh, I I knew that I loved it just growing up, but this movie reminded me so much of that and we're talking about ghostbusters afterlife so i'm going to do a slight intro for the altered cut but this is the ghostbusters afterlife review show (laughs) also part of the regular episode so yeah i saw it a few days ago simon saw it today as a matter of fact uh at the time of recording this yeah it's fresh so let's talk about it. I just want to. We're going to keep it relatively short. I just want to know what your initial thoughts are. Let's break down what you lo- what you liked, what you didn't like, and um, would you recommend it? Oh God, it was the worst. Uh, <laughs> first of all, no. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm a huge fan of the property. No matter what, mm-hmm. um, I was emotional going in. Period. I've had an emotional week. <laughs> yeah. So, in general, I've been very. Uh, just as a quick sidebar, we did the Thanksgiving. So I had this weird day at work. We did the Thanksgiving, go around the table, everybody talk about what they're thankful for. And I had to keep it short because I started tearing up. Couldn't even, couldn't even talk because I was like emotional that I was in a room with people that I love. Did you say, 
Did you say me? Did you say me in front of everybody? <laughs> it's, I'm, yeah, I'm thankful for me. Oh, you. you, you me, me or I'm, you? Thankful, I'm really thankful for Lex. I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for Simon. Uh, I did, actually. Uh, <clears throat> and not so many words. I said, few food friends. Waterworks. Oh, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for friends, family, and every, every new day. Uh, but that is not true. Because every day I just wish it was the last day. <laughs> every day where I'm not staring into the abyss. <laughs> yeah. uh, but where anyway, are you gone? Uh, yeah, this this movie going in, I was I was so excited to see it. I didn't know what it was going to be like, but I'd heard great things. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I will say that it takes a little while to get there. But I yeah. love how much it goes into, much like the video game, goes into the backstory of like Shandor and like this occult guy that was doing all this weird shit trying to bring the end of the world through, and, which there's a lot of that lore in the video game. Um, mm. But yeah, it was just it was just cool, and the family's cool, and the little kid that the. the, the Asperger's kid, obviously, some kind of autism kid. Yeah. Uh, great. They really did a lot. Like, I don't know. There's certain points where, like, her buttons are wrong mm-hmm. on her shirt. Was, heads up, guys. We're going to talk spoilers for, <laughs> for well, Ghostbusters. I mean, it, yeah, and that's not, like, super spoiler. But, well, uh, I mean, it, just before we get in get into it. Spoilers. Because there's things I want to talk about. Uh, uh, I'm, like, I'm like you. I was emotional... Well, see, I was kind of reserved because I was emotional going into the all-female cast Ghostbusters movie because, again, this is the first time that a property is getting brought back. And I was just like, man, maybe it's going to be good. Maybe they'll capture that. You know, Maybe lightning will strike twice. Because whether we like Ghostbusters 2 or not, it, it really doesn't compare to Ghostbusters 1. It's really, like, weird. With the Statue of Liberty and stuff like that to me, I that's what it, it's I so... Even Bill Murray was like, I'll never make a third movie because I did not like the second Ghostbusters. It, it's so, it, it is so strange to me. That is like a, a hot take that I've just started hearing lately. Like, I yeah. know that that's a, an opinion that people have had. Yeah, but yeah. I was not aware of that until recently. I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? Two is that's great. The only, that's the only part I don't like about two. Is that's my favorite the, part. The man. Statue of Liberty part. The I NES was like, controller. I was like, I have one of those. The Statue of Liberty part. I'm just like, what? But everything else is great. I mean, everything else is great. And then the whole fact that Vigo manifests himself as in a real body when the whole premise of the movie was him trying to become a real person again. They fight him as a, as a full-bodied person, but like the whole movie is him trying to come back into the real world. And like, Well, what? I feel like he was just a tangible spirit. I and guess. then he could only do it for a second. It was like a last-ditch effort. Yeah. And then he took over Ray, which was weird. Yeah. The weird the weird horn thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I watched both of the movies before I went and saw Afterlife. So mm. it was fresh on my mind. And let's say they completely took two out of the mix, it feels like. Yeah, it's really... Uh, the, again, but I keep bringing it up because they say that the video game is like Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. Um, except with some gaminess thrown in there. But yeah. <clears throat> in so it that, almost feels like that might be 2 or like 1.5. 
Yeah. And then because that has to do with the like, sequel. Shandor, the guy that built the building that was in one. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the, Evo, all that, whatever his name is. Yeah, all that uh all that occult shit. Uh uh, yeah. So it has a similar thing to um Star Wars the whatever the last Jedi. What was the first one? Is that what it was? The last Jedi? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. So the Force Awakens is pretty much a movie that we already saw. Mm-hmm. This movie is is that. But but I feel like they did it in a, in the right way. Like the you talk about the lead up, it takes a while to get there. But I feel like all of that really made it its own movie. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they redid the Keymaster and like all that stuff, even though it still applies to the story, it did feel so, like some people. I've, fe- I've seen some people say like, "Oh, this is just Ghostbusters one," but like it for me, it felt fresh still. Like there was so much more to this movie that this those key elements didn't make me feel like it was a rehash. Yeah, and I and I think they even cover that within the writing. You know, they mm-hmm. they say she has to have or she whatever Gozer Gozer. Has to have Keymaster and Gatekeeper. Like she has to have those two that's, manifest. Yeah, that's part of her character. Uh huh. It it's character. And let's just say, whoa, uh. Gozer looks so badass in this <laughs> compared yeah. to the first Ghostbusters. I mean, it blew me away how great it it looked, especially when it was just like whenever they freed her mom. Yeah, I freed the mom, and it was just like split in half, but. But Gozer was still there. I was like, "Oh my god, this is great!" So here, uh, so coming back to kind of the beginning and everything, mm. I'm still a little confused on what they released from the trap. Was that one of the dogs, or was that something to do with Gozer? Because it looked completely different. Yeah, it had like horns, right? Well, and they have horns, but it had like different. Yeah, but it had like yeah, real horns, and it seemed like more of like a yeah bipedal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It works. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it yeah. it, it uh, could have just been like one, but it seemed real, relatively important. I don't know. The family I, was great. What did you think about Paul Rudd? Hey, just playing Paul Rudd, man. He was playing just Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd, and he's freaking. <laughs> he is perfect. Paul Rudd is freaking perfect to me. Mm-hmm. Like I genuinely like. There's part of me is like, man, he's he's too overhyped. There's got to be something I don't like about him. But when I see him on screen, man, he just makes me laugh. He just does. Yeah, he's just a normal ass dude. <laughs> he's just a normal guy. He's funny. Watching him interact with like the kids and he plays Cujo. I'm like, man, I've seen Cujo that movie. I saw that movie as a kid, and it's, it's so many relatable moments. That's why you don't like dogs. That's why I don't like dogs. No, that's exactly. <laughs> I said that to I said that to my wife. I was like, "That's the movie why I hate dogs." I watched uh, that Cujo eat a squirrel <laughs> maliciously. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. There's really. I mean, his character in it is is pretty great. I mean, I love. There's always. So going on the complaint side of thing, the cliche, I guess, not really complaint, but the the cliche side of things, like there's always that kid that's brighter than the other kids. And the teacher's like, Oh, you actually know what that is? Like you patronizing yeah. bitch. Of course, you know, it's not really that, but anyway, um, I like that. She acknowledges that though. Like she's yeah. like, uh, yeah, I get it. I'm not an <laughs> yeah. idiot. All of her jokes. I I'm going to tell you right now, I was embarrassed for my wife <laughs> because I audibly <laughs> laughed 
every uh, time she told a joke <laughs> when no one else in the crowd laughed. Yes. Like yeah. I, I, I got flushed. I felt my cheeks getting red. I was like, I'm embarrassed. Uh, like yeah. when she told the whale joke to, to Gozer, like she does a whale sound and the other yeah, whale yeah, says, yeah. Hey, you're drunk. Yeah. You're I drunk. laughed. <laughs> no one else laughed. They're all great. Like, yeah. Maybe I'm just a sucker for like stupid cheesy jokes, but I thought they were hilarious, man. He, they're 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 the essence of <laughs> and uh not intelligent. They're just so clever. Like they're so stupid. Yeah. Yes, they're stupid yeah. as shit, but they're clever. Uh, there's no way you could tell me that you, anyone knew the punchline for the what's uh what's the the similarity between like a cigarette, a cigarette and, and a, and a, a hamster, hamster or a gerber or whatever. <laughs> No one knew the punchline to that. Oh man, that was a that was a knee slapper. Yeah, my my, <laughs> I think my favorite was that one she slipped in when she's talking about triangulation. It's like, did you use yeah, three? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, I know how many sides are on a triangle. Oh, I thought you were being a little obtuse. Like, oh my god, that she like, winked. That with like, like <laughs> I can't wink like that without, yeah, without she did, moving she my did entire the, face. She did the the uh oh fuck I don't remember her name like Mother Bluth <laughs> like when she oh, does yeah, her yeah. wink like yeah <laughs> doesn't really move the rest of her face Ugh. great great kid good good casting great oh, acting great. uh she looked like the cartoon version of Egon's bank like yeah her hair was perfect yeah her hair was perfect. So it starts out with Egon like just being crazy. Now, I first of all, I, me watching it, we're going to talk about a little bit of complaints. I I didn't like the way they painted Egon the entire time. Everybody hated him, and everybody just like, I get it. He's weird. He obviously also has Asperger's or something. Like he's well, yeah, he was always lovable in the movies, but they did kind of. I've I've never liked that. I mean, of course, they had to do that because he, the actor is deceased. Hell, Dreamus is dead, yeah. so they had to do something where, like, oh, he disappeared and we never saw him again, and he's a piece of shit because he stole all, all the equipment. Um, yeah, and then making him seem crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, damn, man, they, he was actually saving the world, and that yes, we got to that at the end. But I was just like, man, he spent his whole life. With everybody hating him that knows him, yeah, just it's really sad, lonesome, fucking sad man. And then he dies. Spoiler alert! In a, like a creepy way. Yeah, man. Like he the got right arms out of the chair, the, arms out of the chair, like Sigourney Weaver. And I'm guessing that was just like the key master. Yeah, and, and that's okay. So that's what happened. It's like. To, to recap, they released the trap keymaster or gatekeeper, either one, whatever, and the other was trying to save it. Yeah, yeah. So that, so yeah, because it it did the same thing where he was trying to get it into the field to capture it, mm-hmm. but then the electricity didn't work. Yeah, poor okay. guy. We got it. We figured it out. <laughs> Cracked the code. Like I know that this movie was a nostalgia pit play. But holy shit, did it work, man. Every scene where something from the old movie was in, I was just like... Yeah, I know that. I will (laughs) say that this did it right. This was not just... I mean, I'm not saying that Sony is by no means a benevolent company that's like, you know what? These people need something good in their lives. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, It was a cash grab. These are cash grab moments, but they did it right this time. 
Well, yeah, no, I mean, it really, it was, it was pleasantly done. It was done with care. I guess you could say it wasn't mm-hmm. like, what's another movie that's come out like that. That's been a sequel after 30 fucking years and it was terrible. Um, I don't think Star Wars is terrible, but I feel like for me, that's the comparison because mm. people say it was like mm. so much a rehash. I like the one that no one likes <laughs> yeah. and the rest I think aren't very good. Yeah. So. But uh, maybe beyond that, there were there's a bunch. I'm surprised they haven't started Back to the Future yet. But um, yeah, this one really Especially did it well. After this, yeah. When they first go, and it's like subtle nods. When they first open up, or when he first shows the Ecto One, I was like, "Yes, I know it's in it. I saw the trailers. I know it's in yeah. the movie." But like when they first uncovered, I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" I and then the watching Egon, what? You know, you don't see him, but you feel him throughout the entire movie, like the chest moves and, you know, you see the crunch bar wrapper, you see him help him help his grandson fix the Ecto-1. To me, that was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. That just little spin and fixing those wires, yeah. What are your complaints about the movie? They're really, they're really shallow. Honestly, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one, speaking of, that's just nitpick, like the dumbest nitpicks ever. When he's starting the car, if you want it to seem like the car doesn't work, it should keep starting. It shouldn't sound like it has a dead battery, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess unless there's a weird connection, but to me, it just sounds like there's a dead battery, not that there's yeah. something wrong with the motor. Anyway, that's my stupid. thing was like, how much gas does that thing have in it still? How does it because... have tires that aren't rotted? Yeah, yeah. They have gas, like gas. they they went to the city or they went not to the city they went to town and back mm-hmm. after a joyride and they i'm not saying that i want to see a scene where they fill up gas i'm just saying this right. car has been sitting in this yeah. fucking farmhouse for who knows how long i i think they could have spent more time showing that character i can't even remember the character's name um finn the brother Wolfhart. Yeah. i think they could have spent more time showing that he's adept at fixing things like that's his talent yeah it's uh, him working on the car that was like the first like technical thing anything or really any sort of character beat that we've got from him besides being like a horny teen yeah he seemed like a horny vapid teen <laughs> that only really cares about signals um i did like that yeah. line like i only got one bar in here or <laughs> I, there, I don't even get one bar in here there better be one bar in here that was, that was <laughs> yeah that was great i like how the mom wasn't a scientist and like really didn't give a shit about science at all i like that give a shit about her kids either i'll be honest <laughs> she's not a very good mom she's yeah. like drunk asleep on the table when her kid is being <laughs> about to get yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. another another weird complaint is almost seems like a editing issue was so they know her mom is the gate the key master the gatekeeper the key master they know no, she's, she's the possessed gate, she's the gatekeeper yeah Paul okay, Rudd so, was the key master so they know she's possessed uh uh-huh. which was a cool sequence I, i've always loved those they're great they nipped that in the bud they didn't do any dancing around it like they did with sigourney weaver she straight up did the there is no mom there is zool i was like hell yeah that's great because you don't need all that extra like back and the it only works if it's Bill Murray doing the back and forth. Yeah. Anywhere else, it's dumb. Yeah, they even did the weird panting. <laughs> yeah. Um, what 
what I'm talking about is like, they already know that she goes, she's wearing like the glittery dress. They go down in the pits. Uh, the people are about to turn into dogs or whatever. And she goes, that's my mom. Like as if we already did, that wasn't established. Yeah, and yeah. like, that is such a stupid complaint, but that was one. I was like, yes, we fucking know. <laughs> we know <laughs> yeah. it's your mom. Yeah. Uh, my, my complaint about that whole scene is, is the dress. It's like how that whole scene where she just like mad like the I know it's all supernatural, but like the dress in the in the desert, it, it, there was a little too much Paul Rudd in some of these scenes, hmm. where he was like, "I like your eyes" or whatever. <laughs> like, I can't even not, understand what she said to him. He's not Paul Rudd anymore. He shouldn't be as funny as Paul Rudd. Well, I, if, if you go back and if you're thinking about like Ghostbusters one. Uh-huh. That one is really stupid too. Like it's stupid it when it's in Harold Ramis. I mean, not Harold Ramis. Uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah. When it's in Rick, I Moranis. was hoping. I was hoping he was in the movie. I was too, honestly. Just for a second. Yeah. I thought that him. I thought that Egon and what's her name were going to get together, but I guess that just never happened. No, she goes. She goes. The secretary. She goes for Rick Moranis. Oh yeah, that's right. That's Number right. The second one. She goes. We fed him. We fed him some French bread pizza. Yeah, I'm that's right. Out. They're watching the baby. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, um, yeah, but, but they do. They totally omit that second one as far as like a supernatural event because they talk about like the years and they just don't talk about because the second movie is supposed to be five years after the first one, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what the well, enough time is. enough time for her for Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray to break up, her get married, and have a baby. So I, I'd say five years is relatively yeah, happen immediately afterwards. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I mean, other than it does take a while to get going, but I think it does. it's not like boring or anything. It's just no. and it feels like if in my opinion it all, I, I felt the exact same way i was like man this is this is gonna be a long movie because it's taking forever but once it hits the ground i mean it goes really relatively fast right. and it almost feels like some of that stuff was necessary i feel like sure you, know, you got to introduce the family you kind of have to give that their dynamic down i started to think like the only time i really started to think about it being too long is i'm like damn repeat viewing so this is going to be rough <laughs> because it's yeah. like you could almost skip the first 30 minutes because you know that setup there's nothing new there well when we got when they got to the trying the proton pack in the field i was like mm-hmm. man this is going to be a long movie because if we're just now here there's a lot that's going to happen but then it happens really fast so i think it what's kind of weird about that is i think so let's just go into okay now they're they're kind of established, but they only have one protein uh, protein proton pack. It's uh, like the rock. <laughs> oh my god! It's about drive. It's about power. May stay hungry. Um. So yeah, they they have the one proton pack, and I thought when she's talking, she's having this weirdly long jail conversation with some stranger, like delving yeah. into their lives instead of being like, "Hey, I'm in jail. Egon Spangler is my grandfather. We're here. Maybe we could get some help." We'll have a conversation later. Um, I thought he mentions that Egon took all their proton packs. I guess mm-hmm. I misheard because, you know, late there's only one that they have there mm-hmm. and later the rest show up. So he says that they take he takes 
their traps. He he talks about all the things that he says. I don't think he says their packs, but it makes it seem like he has their like the way that he has the setup to keep the yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Mon- It seems like he has all their because it's it's like four pillars. Mm-hmm. So I thought that maybe he took all their packs, but I kind of thought that too. But he also built them himself, so he could have probably just reproduced it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. I loved it. I loved the Stay Puff Marshmallow Men returning. I thought that was silly, but I was also like, "That's it was, that's a that's a noticeable thing from the first one." That's it great. was it was cute, but it was also the most Baby Yoda thing of the whole movie. Yeah, that's like, what they were trying to do. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, it was fine. Um, and the the the, <laughs> the the what is it? Thirty one flavors. Like, uh, what's the name of that? Duncan. Baskin Robbins, yeah, Baskin Robbins. Anyway, yeah, that product placement was like ham fisted. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never seen that many Baskin Robbins ice creams ever. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even think they sell them at my Walmart. Um, <laughs> but I was also like, is that Walmart closed because there's no one else there? And the color, <laughs> this is really stupid. It's not a complaint. It's just something I noticed. <laughs> I was like, since when did they started using red and yellow for their pricing? That seems really <laughs> like scary. It's like uh, overbearing when you walk in. You know, you want blues and, and cooler colors if you want to invite yeah. people in. But yeah, definitely close as shit. Yeah. But, but then again, it's a small town. Very small town. Uh, yeah, smaller than a monster. Yeah. I, uh, there was a lot of cheesy moments. You know, she said the moment, and I loved all of them. I thought that I would like audibly like groan at them like, ugh. <laughs> whenever she's like can i get my one phone call and he's like yeah who are you gonna call i'm just yeah, like, like who is that guy shocker he, from spider-man Homecoming. Oh, okay he also he, he kind of he looks a little bit and sounds a little bit like heavy smoker dave Chappelle. yeah yeah he plays in a lot of stuff yeah like back in the day anyway yeah, i don't know it just good. did it for me man and there was a few things that like i had so my one of my main complaints about the all-female cast of Ghostbusters, because I don't hate that movie. No, it's actually pretty funny, I think. It's funny. I, I laughed a lot of it. I just don't, you know, for what I wanted from a Ghostbuster movie, it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because one of my main things was like, I know it's like a silly thing to ask, but I want it to be connected. Like yeah, I, wanted, I wanted the other Ghostbusters to come in and sort of like a passing, it's not even necessarily a passing of the torch moment, but just like an acknowledgement of their existence. It could have been, it, just to go off what you're saying, it could have been, or Melissa McCarthy and, and uh, Kristen Wiig are like, hey, y'all remember those other Ghostbusters? Like, I think I found a way to to do that, what they were doing. Like, I know how to do that, you know? Yeah. Almost and like, like improve on the technology or whatever, because yeah. they had old ass technology, but then they were using like handguns and stuff in this new one. That would be cool. Like, yeah. I really like how they acknowledged the Ghostbusters one movie in this one. Like it was this huge event. We haven't seen yeah. a ghost in 30 years. Like this was the big deal. But even and that people, people sort of forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. Even that, it seemed like a myth. You know, yeah, and it was funny because she was, he was like, You guys honestly never heard about Ghostbusters? And she was like, This happened 20 years before I was born. No, <laughs> like, I, so the other <laughs> complaint that I have, it's similar to that, almost seems like an editing mistake. Is later, she's talking to her mom, and she's like, You didn't tell me my dad was Egon Spangler. It's like, You didn't even know who that was, <laughs> yeah, like, you didn't, you've never heard of the Ghostbusters, yeah, so. 
<laughs> maybe you did, but you never heard of the ghost. But I don't feel like you would have. So it doesn't matter yeah. what your mom. They're also at. twelve. Yeah. <laughs> so how 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 many memories do you really have of the Dolores Ward? I don't real, know. Like real life, real life memories. I don't remember anything before being twelve. <laughs> there was like this guy. Tra- traumatic life experience. Uh, that's all I remember. Um, <laughs> the there was this kid sitting next to me, and I think he he was he was on the spectrum. He had to have been, but and mm. I was trying not to get annoyed, but he kept like talking, but mm. not. And he'd be like, "Oh, that's a bad idea." I would appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't so bad. I mean, I, I know it wasn't malicious, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was just every month, every couple of minutes, something like that. It's like, "Oh, bad doggy, bad doggy," <laughs> you know. There was a guy in front of me that brought a baby, and they had like a you know how kids have like the light up balls. Mm-hmm. The baby, it was like a maybe a two year old had that baby. And then every few minutes, that light up ball would go off, and I'm just like, "What do you? What do you do? Why did you bring that to the movie?" <laughs> yeah, you can bring the ball, but why did you bring your baby? Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Get that baby out of here, man. <laughs> why did you bring um, that? But as we were talking about, I wanted to be a passing of the torch kind of moment, and I, I get it. But like seeing them show up to save the day was perfect to me because Mm. they also didn't save the day. Like they came in, they did their ghost, but like they did the perfect ghostbusters thing. Like these guys are the ghostbusters. They, they know what their roles are. Nailed it. Bill Murray. I know probably reluctantly did this role and it was probably in his contract. Like, Hey, in this movie, ghostbusters two didn't exist (laughs) because he didn't like it so much. (laughs) In this movie, you have to look like you want to be here, which he did. I'll give him (laughs) that. He did. Like his lines to Gozer about like them breaking or why they broke up and things like that, I thought it was so good. It's like so mm-hmm. Bill Murray. Um, Bill yeah. Murray was, and I realized that Bill Murray is kind of like the eighties Ryan Reynolds. Oof. Like he just does his Bill Murray oh, thing in yeah, all of his movies. Just, he was just Bill Murray in every movie. He's just yeah. Bill Murray. That's what I mean. Like not necessarily level or anything. I'm just, just saying like so handsome. They just, <laughs> they just pay yeah, definitely not handsome level either. They just pay him to be Bill Murray in every movie that he's in. Mm-hmm. And he just did it. He just did it again. And it was so good. Dan Aykroyd is weird as ever because he really believes in all this ghost shit. So yeah, yeah. he really does. Probably, yeah. They probably just let him go off on tangents. Yeah, his family is very uh, occulty. Um, yeah. So th- another small complaint: I wish there was just one second, which I'm sure there's a deleted scene there somewhere. I have a feeling where they were like, mm-hmm. he hangs he the phone hangs up on the other end while he's talking mm-hmm. to the girl. He's like, "Hello, hello, hello." Hangs up. Vankman, I think we have an issue. Yeah. Something, some reason to get the band back together. Yeah. Instead of just showing up like, hey, remember us? But <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. Because we knew it happened, but it yeah, would be nice to see. Some kind of smooth. And I'm also black actors. I you know I one of my biggest complaints about Ghostbusters one is and it always has been, is that Ernie Hudson is a is not on any of like the posters or promos and anything. It's the main three, which I get. They're the main three in the entire movie. I get it. But Ernie Hudson is also one of the Ghostbusters. Like he comes mm-hmm. in halfway through the movie and he is legitimately on the team. <laughs> I've but seen he... shit that'll turn you white. <laughs> yeah. 
but he is in like in the casting and all that stuff. He's a supporting character. And I'm like, dude, he's he's one of the Ghostbusters. I know he comes in at the end of the or you know halfway through the movie. I get it, but he's one of the Ghostbusters. And then mm-hmm. this one, black actors. They made him like the most baller out of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like a millionaire now. It's just great, and he looks good too, man. He looks good, and you know what? Him, there's a a group. You know, most cities or not most cities, but there are cities out there that have like a group of Ghostbusters. Like our hometown has a group of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. There was one in New York or something like that that they just go to like children's hospitals and talk to sick kids. Well, one time they called Ernie Hudson up and they're like, Hey, we want to do this thing like Ghostbusters day. Will you come out? And he was like, Oh yeah, I would love to come out and spent the whole day with them. Spent the whole day with the kids. And I'm just like that stuff like that is cool to me, man. There's, yeah. And there's some weird factoids about Ernie Hudson. Uh, I heard recently that originally the original writing for Ghostbusters one, he was supposed to be in there for a lot longer. Yeah. Instead of just being a man on the street, like he had a bigger part. And uh, weird Ernie Hudson factoid number two is that he tried out for the line of Zed uh, for the the voice of Zed Moore and the real Ghostbusters, and they didn't hire him. What? <laughs> they wanted someone that sounded like Zed Moore. He went in, and they said, "Not you." Sorry, man. <laughs> was it because he's asking for too much? I, I feel like I, Ernie Hudson I, just likes that role because I don't, I don't, I don't know of him playing in anything else. I can't remember what it was. I think it, he sounded too much because they wanted that separation, and they started wanting like a cartoon. He doesn't really sound cartoony. Yeah, well, maybe I don't really. I don't know, but it was stupid. I don't know. It's real dumb. That's crazy. I'm glad that they made him like successful, and it seems like they they left it really open for a, another Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, yeah, something else is going to happen, or at least a which TV I'm 100 percent okay if they never do it. Like I really am. Like the, to me, this was this was great. But they have their own little merchandising mini company now too, like the logos yeah. at the beginning. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but, them but and that's also how like. Because it's successful, that's just how it works. There, yeah. like you said, there will be something else. Um, but I'm okay either way. I got. Right. I always love Ghostbusters, but them coming into the end, I love that it didn't work because Harold Ramis wasn't there. Like, yeah, I, I do like that. But there seem to be more proton packs because now the grandson has one, the granddaughter has one. They all three have. Well, the one that's in there's one attached to the chair. Oh, that's right. So it's See, I not, didn't realize that. Yeah, so it's not the one, and they don't really make a big play on it, but it's not the one that she has. She has her own. Okay. And that's what that See, one chick that comes out, She's she's got that one. Okay. See, I didn't realize that. <clears throat> right. But it was um, great. It was great. It was great watching them do it, and then, like, I didn't, and didn't think they were going to actually show Egon. Let's talk about this freaking Goku Gohan fighting cell moment that happens because that's yeah. all I could think of. And as soon as I saw, I knew Same. it was happening because freaking it was kind of spoiled for me. I saw the action figure. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, but I was yeah. Like, it was spoiled for me too. I was like, <laughs> like I didn't think it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be as much as it was though. I thought it was like, okay. Either. So she's getting pushed back. You know, like I was. At that point, I was like, ah, we know what's about to happen. She's getting pushed back. She's fighting Gozer, half of Gozer, one-on-one at this point. Yeah. And then he comes in, Goku from, <laughs> from yeah. the other side. And I thought that was going to be it. And then after the fight, he was going to go away. But it was like a legit, 
they go and stand next to the other guys. And I love how Ernie Hudson was the one who was like sort of freaking out. Like what you, is everybody <laughs> noticing this? And then Bill Murray and Ray were just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that I have a little bit of a complaint about that too. I wish it wasn't so like, there he is. Um, yeah. But I like at least if they, I feel like it was tastefully done with the deceased actor, at least yeah. acknowledge he's there. He, they don't make him speak. They don't have some guy. That comes I feel in. like that's why. I feel like that's why they sort of had to do it. So in my head, Ray and um, what the fuck, Peter have been there from the beginning. Beginning. I mean, Egon was too. So they were uh-huh. really used to like all of this stuff. Right. And Winston has has always been sort of the one that just gets freaked <clears throat> out by everything. So they they did that, like paying homage to that, but. I feel like if they would have really all been like crazy surprised, there'd be like way too many questions to like want to ask him, but they're all in, you know, reacted to him being there. Very mm-hmm. emotional scene for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, watching man. all of them. I was holding them back because they are all, you know, whether they're friends in real life or anything like that, it's an important part of, I would imagine a part of their lives and to, to have to act those scenes out. It just like, for me, I was like, damn, this is intense. Cause this is, childhood moment you know what i mean also never thought that we would see these four because he passed away never thought that we'd see these four on the screen together yeah yeah it was great oh man it was great yeah i was really i was holding back too i was like <laughs> yeah you know? was <laughs> i mean i legitimately like they have the lounge seats but i had my seat down and i was like fucking <laughs> little was, kid man i was I just was, I was moments away from like the big ball lip quiver. So I was like, yeah. I got to hold it together, man. I can't cry like that in here. <laughs> Again, we walked out of the theaters and I said, I probably should have saw this movie by myself. I'm I apologize if I embarrassed you. At all. <laughs> <laughs> I should have went in there with like a proton pack on. No. Jumpsuit. Yeah, dude. Ah, one complaint. They got in the jumpsuits, which the kids and, and everything got in the jumpsuits. I thought that was a little cheesy. Yeah, a little like bit. The, like, why? The jumpsuits with the elbow pads and stuff. I'm like, why did you do that? Why? And they fit pretty well. for. And they fit relatively, yeah, they fit relatively for the well. Little, for the little guy? For Egon to be like 6'5", or whatever he was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, overall, great, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I cannot recommend it. I People have asked me, multiple people have asked me what I thought about it, and I legitimately say I thought it was perfect. I like the little nods of things like when they go into his lab, you know, in, in. Yeah. And she asks like, what do you do for fun? She's like, so. And the, and the like, Ghostbusters one. Yeah. yeah. Like yep. I, collo- I collect fungus and, and spores or whatever. And that's and mitochondria. <laughs> yeah. And it's legitimately mitochondria. And then all these fungi. And when that happens. So we usually, when me and my family go, it's like me, one of the kids, my wife, and then the other kid. And I'm just like, <laughs> Snap it to my wife. I'm like, we just we just watched this. He said that to her, and she's like, "What? <laughs> Why are you talking to me in this movie?" Oh, I was like, oh my god! There's so many moments that are just like that. That's that's from the first movie. I, I pissed off oh. my wife too uh, during the movie. <laughs> she was taking a drink, and I thought it'd be funny to like pull the drink away from her as she's drinking. <laughs> Thinking that the straw is going to stay in her mouth, but pull out of the cola. No. Yeah. The straw comes out of her mouth and all the cola goes. Oh, my God. That's, uh, that's annoying. Was oh my one of my God, complaints was, was so one of my complaints was that I was like, man, they're doing all this stuff with Gozer. 
and we're not going to see Sigourney Weaver at all. Like she's not mm-hmm. the character, but then made credit scene. Beautiful. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. They're doing the whole card trick thing from the first one. And of course, Bill Murray's getting all the cards right. <laughs> and he said, she's like, I can't believe you used to do this study. And he was like, oh, to be honest, I only shocked the guy. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like the funniest thing to me. And then uh, the second tra- the second mid-credit scene was uh, Ernie Hudson taking the XO1 back to New York, rebuying the, 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 firehouse. Uh, the firehouse. And then it seems like someone else is there with him. Yeah, whoever's driving it. Who, who yeah, because he's there. Is. Yeah, because Ernie Hudson is there and the Ecto-1 pulls in. I guess it could just be like a rental guy. Somebody had to drive yeah. it. Or one, one of his assistant. people. He's a millionaire. Yeah. He, he, yeah, has, he's, he's he probably has Ghostbuster henchmen. <laughs> uh, he makes all his employees wear jumpsuits. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yeah, that's just the uniform. That's an investment. <laughs> that's the, I don't care. And that's and that's the teaser for whatever comes next. I mean, honestly, I would dream my dream project for what comes next would be Extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah, let's play I a little homage it. to that. I love Extreme Ghostbusters. You know, Winston's trying to re you know redo it all, and then he gets these new recruits, and that's them. Because in Extreme Ghostbusters, all of the old Ghostbusters are in it. Yeah, the real you know, Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters are in it. And it would just be, I think it would be the perfect property to do next. I feel like Extreme Ghostbusters was done so well, and it sort of flies under the radar for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, it's silly, but it's by the same. I, that animation company was big in the 90s. They did the Godzilla series, Men in Black, and Ooh, then Extreme Men in Black was so good. I like that Men in Black cartoon way more than I like any of the movies. Well, it was the, good. The second, the first one. Movie. Yeah, the first. Well, the first. Yeah, the first one was good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, man. They. That. It was a great company, and that company kind of reminds me of the the book that we're going to review. Uh, I know this is separate. Yeah, but <laughs> at some point tonight. <laughs> um. But they their creature design very much reminded me. Very I, much. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I can't I can't recommend it enough. If you don't like this movie, then you don't have a soul. Yeah. Uh, I was telling Simon before we started recording that I you know, I usually post when I'm going to see a movie and I was like, I'm about to go watch Ghostbusters. Someone was on Twitter was like, Hey man, let me know what you think about it. Everyone seems to like it and I hated it. And I'm just like, What did you what did you want? I want to know what you wanted this movie to be. I think you had to grow and maybe if you don't like the other ones. Yeah. Or you like them too much. It's like I don't if know you if that's think, the case because I I really like the old ones. Well, I'm saying it's like people that think Empire is the best Star Wars and you can never do it better, and the, yeah, or the yeah. original trilogy is all there is, and the rest is going to be shit no matter what. Yeah, uh, but Ghostbusters not really a properties property like that. Like you can do so no. much with it, but <clears throat> I don't know, man. Uh, I, I thought it was a perfect movie. Yeah, I can see I really did. some people might not like it. It's a little slow. I mean, at the beginning, but again, it's needed. Uh, it's a good setup. I feel like it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, so good, dude. I want to go see it again. I probably will see it again. I'm not going to lie. I cannot recommend this movie enough. I've, I've been reviewing movies on uh, this uh, site called Letterboxd. And I would honestly, I haven't done this one yet because I'm trying to put the words together, but I would honestly get this. It's like a five-star rating scale. I would put five stars on this one because I... 
I was so happy leaving that movie. I really yeah, was. And I again, I would see. I don't see movies again. I, I really do not go to movies more. I would. I would see that movie more than once, though. It sounded like you were gonna like. I've been. <laughs> I've been reviewing movies for a long time. That's yeah, why I, I mean, thought that sentence I've was been, gonna go. I'm really, I'm really like sort of an expert. I don't know. You guys know. <laughs> oh man! No, but I've, I've like slowly been because you know we don't do. Like on Twitter, I don't want to start talking about movies, but there's like this whole movie reviewing thing that I've, I've been putting a few on there just that I have thoughts on. And this would be one of them. I legitimately, I left this movie like, man, I would watch this. I would watch this again today. Mm-hmm. I yeah. And also just watching Ghostbusters 1 the other day, I'm like, damn, I would watch this again. I'd watch this. I would watch this. Yeah, yeah, I watched again. it the other day too because I was <laughs> like, you know what movie I haven't seen in a while that I, doesn't matter how many times I've seen it? No. Oh man. I watched it like it was the first time I ever seen it the other day. And I was like, this movie is fucking good. Man. And it really and it doesn't matter how many times you've seen it, you're always gonna hear something new. It's there's like a lot of cheese to it. There's like a, yeah, there's and it's like stuff that as a grown up you don't notice like that he that they say when they're they're as a kid that you watch it. Yeah. It's true. This um, man has no dick. Uh, <laughs> one of the there's there's one thing that I think uh and just speaking about the old movies real quick, there's one thing I think is funny and it gets funnier the older it is. And he's like, I'm getting real tired of this. And he's like, well, we're paying you, aren't you? Or we're, we're paying we, you, aren't we? And he's like, and he gets, he's like, yeah. And then he gets shocked one more time. He's like, this isn't where you keep your five bucks. And like <laughs> yeah. when the movie was made, five bucks is a little five bit more. Good. Now yeah. it's like, fuck, dude, you're just getting shocked. Also shit college for five kids. Bucks. Yeah. Five <laughs> bucks for a college kid back then was probably like, Food, you know, food, but now five bucks for a college could be like, man, I really can't do shit with five bucks. <laughs> it sucks, and it's out yeah. entitled, but yeah. well, I, I mean, it's true. A couple of double cheeseburgers, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. I could eat dinner tonight, but it was also with a lady, so it's like they were both trying to get five bucks. Mm-hmm. Not saying the ladies don't like double cheeseburgers. I'm just saying <laughs> you're out there and you like double cheeseburgers. <laughs> Message us. Uh, uh, that's our that's that's our review for <laughs> ghostbusters afterlife we both loved it no surprise here though i mean honestly there was only a few things like I, my checkbox on this movie was there was only like a few things like pay homage to the old movies have the ghostbusters in it those are like my only <laughs> two. <laughs> the, everything else was like this movie could be anything else and i would still enjoy it i would still be okay even if the the Ghostbusters were limited to sidelined positions as like, she's calling. Yeah. Uh, calling Ray or, you know, I'm glad that they were there, but maybe they're like, dude, I'm too old to put this yeah. shit on and run around in a field. Um, yeah. Like if Winston, so maybe Ray calls Peter and they have a gang exchange, but they don't come and then they don't <laughs> go to Oklahoma. <laughs> They don't arrive at Oklahoma, but you, then you see Winston at the end. He comes back and gets the Ecto one, and like that's just sort of his role. Mm-hmm. And oh, man, I don't know. No, I, good. you know, thinking about they had to be there. They had to be there. But you know, even if they had only been a sideline, it would have been great. Like as long it, as they're in there as the it's, Ghostbusters, it's perfect for them to be there because they hated. They had such a disdain for Egon, you know, because Egon mm-hmm. left them and apparently, you know, made it seem like he just stole their stuff. And I think it was more like a hurt situation, not just a... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he betrayed them, like a betrayal, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then now they they finally got like all closure for the whole thing. So that was that was really cool. Yeah, go see it. Go see it. And let us know what you think. We're moving straight into this is our review for Hawkeye. I think these this show is going to be called Hawk Guys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, Hawk Guys. <laughs> Hot guys, the Hawkeye <laughs> review show. Uh, they won't be. They won't be on time. They will be whenever Simon and I can get together. Where we're going on hiatus in December when the show is all coming out. So whenever random afternoon we can get on and rant about it, that that's when it'll come out. But one of our writers for our website, Lauren, she pretty much keeps the website alive. She's we got to figure out a way to compensate her somehow. She she does weekly reviews. For Hawkeye. So, if you want to know some general thoughts about that, stop by the website, check that out, and and uh, show her some love. Probably uh, more intelligent and uh, Sig- more yeah, significantly coher- more coherent thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we liked it because there were explosions. <laughs> I like when they shot the arrow. That's us. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about and this. We're gonna have to keep this one brief because we do have a whole other thing to do in this. Which is I can keep it brief. Two episodes on the initial drop. Again, if you want a more in-depth and more detailed review on this one, go to our website, check out Lauren's review. She knocked it out of the park. Let's talk about what were your expectations going into this show, though? I know you don't like Jeremy Renner. <laughs> I know you don't like his portrayal as Hawkeye. So was the bar low? Actually, so I'll tell you, this made me like him a little bit more. Yeah, as the character, as anything, as a likable guy, I, he's a so little reverse sp- Winter Soldier. Yeah, he's a little like squirrely. Winter Soldier was the Winter Soldier was like the worst in Falcon mm-hmm. and Winter Soldier, bland as hell. This one actually gave his character uh, maybe more lines than he's had the entire MCU. Well, he didn't seem like he was trying to be a badass. Like the only time you see him, like opposite of that, is in Endgame where he's, which is fucked up but they send him back to the time outside his family's home when they're still alive you know uh yeah but yeah that he was did, a, that is terrible <laughs> fucked up like, um, hey man you're traumatized and you went on a killing spree because you lost your family we need you to go back in time you yeah, might run into your family <laughs> just let us know randomly your daughter's gonna scream for you <laughs> that's like, tragic you just randomly showed up at that farm how weird <laughs> yeah it's like i'm sorry bet. man yeah it's like uh i bet we can make him cry (laughs) guess what yeah guess what you don't have to go to prison uh we got something worse for you you have to see your dead family (laughs) so um yeah i made him a likable guy honestly it it made him just a normal guy which i i appreciate his family man you know it did a a really good job at like humanizing him in a sense of like He's at in episode one. He's at the Rogers musical, which I thought was amazing. I would mm-hmm. see that shit in an instant. I'm a sucker for musicals, man. It was corny. I love musicals, City. but I don't know if I could watch. It that was one. corny, man. I love so And like watching him, you have to think about it in the in the sense that like everything that's happened in all these movies is like crazy traumatic. Yeah, and he and he was in for most of that, <laughs> yeah. and so now he's watching this stupid musical. And he's get, he has to see his friends that have died, his friends that aren't here anymore, and sort of relive this crazy moment in his life. And it's like glorified, even though it was a wartime, basically. And, you know, you get to see him sort of 
still processing his best friends being dead. And he's like, Ant-Man wasn't even there. Like, I was there. This motherfucker wasn't even there. <laughs> not, only that, not only that, but it flashes to him and it's just like, this dude is a little light in the loafers. Like, <laughs> the lightest. And, yeah. I, and in my mind, I'm like, is that homophobic? Is this homophobic? I don't know. It was funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. It didn't offend me, yeah. but I just thought it was funny. Yeah, it was um, funny. Yeah. Oh man. But okay. So it does a great job of humanizing him. It does. Um, I don't care for the rest of it. <laughs> the show you don't like, Kate Bishop. Hot take. Uh, no. Okay. I like Haley Steinfeld. Okay. I mean, as an actress, I think she's great. She's um, also easy on the eyes. I'm not saying yeah. that that's all that her value as a person is. I'm just saying that does not hurt. No, her. and I, I don't have a problem so much with her character either. It's still like she's not the main character, even though she she's a little is. annoying. She's a little annoying. Yeah, I did love the opening scene of the first uh, first episode. I love callbacks to old movies and old yeah, things. Yeah, it's great. So watching like a, a different perspective on the war in New York or the invasion of New York, I thought yeah. it was great. Not just superheroes; um, like there are people that are getting yeah, blown up. There are people that are getting blown up. It seems like they're setting up a lot of mystery. What the um, hell is her mom? Is her house her that mom is, big? That's what we were, me and my wife were watching it. We were just like, they're like in a high rise, a three story high rise in the middle of New York. Like, what do they do? And they're fighting about money. Like, hey, if you have the credit score and the ability to get this, you're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, th- some of the problems that I have are just the story beats. There are are things that either I'm not watching closely enough or they don't make any fuck. There's no connection. They're not making a lot of sense. As someone that read the run that it is loosely based off of, I feel like it's made for people that read that run, that Hawkeye run. Because like the tracksuit mafia, they're they're in the story. Lucky the pizza dog, he's in the story. It just it's a lot of stuff. That poor dog. he has one eye that's all no all i can think of is like that dog is living on a pizza diet and no one's taking that dog outside to take a shit (laughs) look at the pizza dog all i can think Uh, is like that uh, her her aunt's apartment's gonna be covered in dog shit and piss there's a lot of so many and then you know a lot of times people want these frame by frame moments of the comic book and there are a lot of those moments in these two first two episodes i feel like maybe it's a little too much because someone like you, you haven't read Matt Fraction's run of Hawkeye. I, I planned on us doing it, but it no. just didn't happen. Nor have I read Nick Multiplication's run. <laughs> um, yeah, there was. Uh, well, and like, okay, so I don't like the Ronin suit. I've never liked it. The hood is too big and it looks really goofy on her. It looks stupid on her, yeah. She talked too much, Ezra. I did have a complaint about that. I was like, hey, man, you talk like. Kate Bishop, you sound like Kate Bishop, and you're talking to people that you just talked to. Like you're talking, you're audibly like saying yeah, things. You're not you just had a conversation. Well. Yeah, you just had a conversation with this, you know, fancy man name <laughs> upstairs. Yeah. Um well, and there's a weird weird situation is when this tracksuit mafia like blows the back end sorry, blows the back end out of the the black market auction uh-huh. and, and nobody seems concerned about the other 
Like none of these rich people care about these guys walking in and none of these guys walking in care about all these rich people just wandering. Yeah, around. that was weird. And it's then like, hey, we're all breaking the law. Let's uh, yeah, let's just get out of each other's way. Call the police. <laughs> like, and then there's the the watch, which they don't even talk about ever. <laughs> they rarely, yeah. That was Nicole, and I'm like, I'm sure there will be a callback later. There but, has to be because they say it. But you see the, the guy Russian have guys. it, but then you don't uh-huh. see it again. I think she has it. I think she put it on her on her table, but then you you don't see it enough. I thought maybe the dog ate it. That'd be cool. That's where we get back to the pizza. Open that pizza poops. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of like mysterious stuff with her mom. And obviously her mom is in some evil stuff and her fiance, Jack, which in the comic books is sword master and sword master trained Swordmaster trained Hawkeye. Not not saying that this guy trained Hawkeye, but in the comic books, that's their connection. He trained Hawkeye. He was his mentor. So it would be cool if there was an interaction between them. Like, oh, hey, I know you. You know me. They did have some swordplay in the second one. That's not like an innuendo, but they did have some swordplay in the second (laughs) one. So that was cool. Um, I wasn't. I I really loved the aesthetic of Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. But I liked it less seeing her meet Kate Bishop. And I watched it. I didn't watch it the same time everyone else did. So I already had like formed these opinions and then everyone saw it and they were like, oh, my God, I love Kate Bishop. She's more I her character over Wanda all day. And I'm like, that's just a weird comparison because like that. Why? Why compare those characters? Wanda has had like character growth and like a huge storyline. You've seen two episodes of Kate Bishop being annoying, being like a 20, being a 22 year old. (laughs) So she's, she's cool. It's cool that she taught herself like all these things, like her motivation. I got that. That was cool. Yeah. I need to protect you. I don't know. Was it? It was kind of goofy to hear like an eight year old say that it was, it was goofy, but that was a traumatic. Let's think about, I mean, alien I invasion. Yeah, I mean. like that. It was cool to see, like, so we didn't see how Hawkeye became Hawkeye. He was just, we just are supposed to assume that he's just the greatest. But we saw in a sequence, like, she went and she fenced. She learned, like, to be a gymnast at a high level, martial arts at a high level, swordsman, like, all these things at a high level. So she has training. We're not just left to assume that she's just the greatest because she said she's the greatest. So I, I appreciated that. And that's episode one. Yeah. That's both of them. <laughs> I did like, I did like Hawkeye. I, I, yeah. I, I, like Clinton Barton. I almost hate to admit it, but I really did. Even like the LARPing thing. Like in episode two. Yeah. He, yeah, it's he goofy, goofy. So but... at the end of the end of episode one, they find out that, you know, she's dumb. She's naive. She goes back to her apartment and I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. She's going all these places that Kate Bishop would go in the Ronin suit. So she goes to her apartment in the Ronin suit. And then she goes to that guy's condo in the Ronin suit where he got murdered. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you, you don't think anybody has security cameras anywhere? <laughs> it's a ninja suit uh, and you can't see it. <laughs> so they go back to her apartment. They just start throwing multiple cocktails at it. Uh, he is already, okay, no there. She goes to the murder scene first. 
then the tracksuit mafia finds her. They're beating the shit out of her. I'm like, damn, that sucks. I don't want to say ladies aren't strong, but these are like grown ass men. <laughs> yeah, like wailing six on this. Yeah, wailing on this young woman. Uh, even my wife was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. she, she might be peeing blood after a couple of those shots. <laughs> but then Hawkeye comes in, or Clinton Barton comes and saves the day. He's about to beat the shit out of her, and then he finds out that she's, you know, a kid, and he, he feels like it's his responsibility because he was. Ronan, and now they know that Kate Bishop is Ronan, so they just assume that she was Ronan the whole time. Yeah, which is funny because, like, what she's a small lady, obviously <laughs> built different. I mean, he's a small man, but yeah, they're obviously built different. There was, uh, oh god, what was I gonna say? Oh, I don't remember, never mind. Um, but I, I do like, sorry, I do like the acknowledgement of Ronan by the wider public. Like we yeah. see him in in game, and he's just dressed differently, and he's like killing yeah. people. That's all we know about him. Um, but and as the audience, we know that he is Hawkeye. But I like that they kept that out of the main public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, he was while we were all fucking half the world was dead. <laughs> he was out killing the other half. You know, it's like yeah. okay, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And they threw the tracksuit mafia chases them down to her badass apartment, and uh, they start throwing Molotov cocktails in. I thought it was cool. We saw it in the trailer, but him catching it and throwing it back, I was like, "That's badass." Mm-hmm. I like that. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, this was off. It has nothing to do with what you just said. So <laughs> I was going. I was moving on, anyways. Oh, I, I, I like the the hearing aid that sequence where she's like. They're talking about why do you wear a hearing aid, and it's just those flashes of all the shit he's been through. Yeah, without hearing protection. It's like oh, I was going to say that too. I like that they made that because at one point he had to use a sonic. We talked about it before. Sonic arrow to bust his eardrums, and then there was a re. There was a, uh, a retcon of it where this clown stabbed him in his ear, which then that's why he like it did permanent damage. So he had to. So he started going deaf. It makes more sense to like. He's constantly around these crazy situations. He goes to outer space. Like, who knows how, that, how much damage that does on you. Nice. I like the fact that he does the lethal weapon thing. Like, I'm getting too old for this shit. Like, I I don't want to be acknowledged as a hero. Like, they pay for the, the restaurant pays for his meal, and he's just like, I, I don't want this shit. Like, that's not why I did it. I don't want to be a superhero. It is kind of funny that people recognize him as such, though. It's like, eh, yeah, I mean, eh, is he? <laughs> he shot yeah. some shit with an arrow, but uh, he saved the day, man. I guess. <laughs> well, I it's like I, you know. I think it's. I think it's more of like a collective. Like he's the only one, uh, like that's there. It's like the you krillin know? of the group, you know. Yeah, everyone else is human. gone. Everyone else is gone or dead, and there's like, oh, you are uh, the Avengers. The Avengers saved the city by proxy you saved the city yeah so there's a there's a particular part like her liking hawkeye because like you see the arrow you see him climb he shoots the thing that's about to kill her as a child perfect reason for why she would idolize this character well he's her favorite yeah, yeah i get what you, i know where you're going with this but the larper that's like you're my favorite avenger is like really though yeah and the guy pissed that the guy that broke the rule and pissed right next to him i loved his immediate reaction like 
he was peeing at the <laughs> Broadway show, and the guy stands next to him. He's just like, "Fuck, man, why? Why are you yeah, peeing next to me?" Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I mean, I would do the same thing. I would be like, "What are you doing?" And the guy's like, "Hey, man, you're my son's favorite. Hey, Selfie he would, would be great." It's like, yeah, and he's like, N- "No, I'm pissed. My dick's in my hand. <laughs> yeah, like right now. I don't think." <laughs> and so. then, and then, like, weirdly stands behind him. Is now a better time? Like, just punch that guy. Yeah. I love during the show, like her daughter, his daughter was like, well, you look pretty cool up there. And it's like this, <laughs> this guy, they sleeve the shirt off. And he's just <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so like, because Hawkeye is like such sort of like an edgy kind of, well, even Kate Bishop makes fun of him. Like your problem is branding. Like <laughs> yeah. You, you try to be reclusive. You tried to like be the cool guy and, he was like, "Well, I'm not trying to sell Halloween costumes. I think that's you know that's my problem." She's like, "No, it's 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 branding, one hundred percent. It is. Hawkeye has a terrible branding. Oh man, go his ass. He needs he's the, either wearing a Wolverine mask or he's wearing sunglasses. He needs the damn that's H just... mask, man. That's the, <laughs> that and the pirate boots and the scales. It'd be cool if they. It'd be cool if they acknowledge that in this show. It'll be a hit for me. Yeah, if they, I've. It would have been perfect. <clears throat> this is my hot take." Not even a hot take. So in the second episode, or so after the apartment catches on fire, he goes in, they get Kate Bishop to like a safe house, which she says it's her aunt, but I don't think it is. I think they just broke into a place. And and he goes undercover as a fireman and tries to get the Ronin suit back. I guess he just wants it. So something like this doesn't happen again. I don't I say, know why he's can I interject on a part like that? I loved when he puts on the fire jacket and the helmet, but he's still wearing skinny jeans. Like no one's gonna notice. Yeah, and he doesn't have like the backpack on yeah. or, any, or not backpack, but he doesn't have any of the other gear on. Yeah, he's just checking it out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and but then he sees like a LARPing sticker, and so he does his Bruce Wayne detective thing, and he's like, Okay, this guy stole my suit. Obviously, I figured it out by the sticker. And finds out that the guy is gonna use it. In a LARPing match, which I thought was great. Yeah. Stupid, but it's great. Yeah. But what I think would have been cool is if when she passes him the gear, like he signs up for the LARPing match because he he can't talk to the guy without it, <clears throat> which I didn't know LARPing went until, you know, fucking 12 hours or whatever, but I don't know anything about it. It would it would have been cool if she hands him like the breastplate, but then the mask that he had to wear was like the H mask. Like the that would have been good. Mask. Oh, oh my god! And he had to put it on like that would be just so perfect, man. Why not? Yeah, in that moment, that would have been a perfect moment. Why don't you write for Marvel? <laughs> I don't know. It's stupid, but like that's the stupid setting that it works in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pirate boots and H mask. Yeah, I love how I love how he embraced it and like acknowledges that he was like, yeah, I had fun. Like the he. He does the cool bro thing with the guy's like, hey, man, just let me kill you. You're a fucking superhero, man. Yeah. And then he's like, and then he goes with it. No, the and the deleted then, scene is, you know how much mad pussy I could get? But <laughs> yeah. the Avenger. And then afterwards, the guy is, uh, they're talking to him. He's like, man, you kind of enjoyed it. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not mad that I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was I'm one not, of those moments I was like, okay. I'm not mad that I'm not mad that not I terrible. did it. Yeah, he's not terrible. Not in this. He re- this is the most character development we've gotten for this dude. And I think that's honestly because he's usually overshadowed by all the superhumans, which makes sense. Yeah. 
another cool moment that I thought that he gets the suit back, and but he wants to take care of the tracksuit mafia. He wants to get them off of Kate's tail, pretty much. And he's talking to his wife, who is his wife. I was just like, damn, she is 100% ride or die. Like, that is some bullshit. Where he's just like, yeah, I ain't coming home right now. Like, and I know she knows what she was getting into when she married a secret agent. <laughs> but he's just like, yeah, I'm going to stay in New York for a little bit. I might not make the Christmas. She's just like, yeah, what are you going to do? It's like 100% support system. She's not so saying fine. I don't have that. But my wife would be like, nah, motherfucker, you need to be here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't care who you have to kill. Get home. <laughs> yeah. And, but I love the homage of Black Widow. I guess it was, was that in Age Voltron? Yeah, the catch and release thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved that so much. And again, it was just a cool Hawkeye moment. Like him talking like, yes, I get it. I'm not here to talk to you. Like their interaction with those stupid bros. I hated that. <laughs> they said bros so much. I hated it and I loved Bro. it. Because it was so annoying. Nicole got annoyed because she was like, one of them said bro, and one of them said catch her when they're talking about Kate Bishop in the Ronan outfit. But uh-huh. they also act like that's Ronan and that that's the only Ronan that has ever existed. Uh-huh. And they know that Ronan wasn't a woman before. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I, I think it's funny because at one point they say Kate Bishop is bro or something like that. They say... They say something like that where it doesn't make sense. They're basically saying like, oh, hey, Kate Bishop is a man. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't translate well. They're just like, Kate Bishop is bro, bro, or something something totally stupid. Um, I thought that was great. And we get to see Echo at the end, which could be cool. I hope it's cool. Daredevil vibes. I'm just saying. Uh, Yeah. All Uh, all red Daredevil vibes. She is a Daredevil character. I'm, I'm... Curious to see where it goes. I wasn't a huge overall. I can't say I was like a huge fan. The people are really hyping it up. I don't hate um, it, but it's not my favorite by far. No, I don't hate it either. I, I like Kate. I like Kate Bishop less than I thought I would going into it. She's a little annoying. Yeah, you're like, damn, cute, but why? 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 You're like, she's just. I don't know. Like the tech, like she, he's like calling an emergency, and she's just like sending him random, stupid, like cutesy text messages. I'm just like, <laughs> what? I've, I've seen this commented on already, but how quickly, like you see her hands moving on the screen. Definitely not typing that shit that she's typing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I hope it gets better. I'm with you though. I'm just sort of meh on it right now. I think, and I think they did the same thing they did with WandaVision as far as showing uh, like a two episode premiere, is because. I don't think you would really care about it if you didn't already see two After episodes. One. And a lot of the stuff that we've seen in the trailers have pretty much been through the first two episodes. And we did get some like action sequences that will be later on, but pretty much what we've gotten. I feel like there's a lot of this, this show that we haven't seen yet. So, Yeah. How many episodes? Six. Six? Yeah. So four episodes that we haven't seen yet. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. A lot of a lot of the show that we haven't seen, like four uh, episodes. That uh, was the first episode of Hawkeyes. Uh, <laughs> the Hawkeye Hawkeyes. Simon and I are not impressed yet. That doesn't mean if you're out there and you're an MCU stan, it's impossible to talk to you because anytime anyone says that they don't like anything, it doesn't matter. 
if you have a negative thing, just not even negative, you have a mid thing to say about an MCU project, you will get. There was a guy that said something. There was the guy that said something about Kate loved liking Kate Bishop's character more than Scarlet Witch. People like so many people went into his DMs telling him to kill himself. Oh my god, like, dude. like racial slurs, all kinds of crazy things. And I was like, that is insane. Who has the time? Who has Who the time to do that? that much? I said that you know, there was an MCU hot take thing, and I said that I like you saw it. I like uh Age of Ultron more than Civil War. Civil War was just a lot of like shots to me it was like spider-man's in it superhero fight iron man versus like it was just a lot of moments like that to me there was more of a story in age of ultron and i like it more i just do and people are like how dare you man yeah, you you don't know shit about fucking movies you son of a bitch and i'm like i i don't know i didn't say it was bad i just like it more i would say everything sorry <laughs> Everything but the parts with that's just Captain America, yeah, is passable. I, did I say in, that on that tweet? In Age of Ultron? No, no, no. In Civil War, like Civil War, everything it has to do with Bucky and Cap, or just Cap uncovering the like the big shit that's happening with mm-hmm. Hydra. I feel like that's all gold. But as far as an entire movie, before we get into a thirty-minute conversation about this. As well, that's why as, I say it's a bunch of shots. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's Spider Man. It's like a bunch of like distracting moments. Yeah, there are definitely good. I would say that there are better story beats in mm-hmm. Civil War, but I think as a whole movie, yeah. Age of Ultron wins. I just feel like it's distracting by flair. Like, yeah, and none of it matters. Like Spider Man's here. We get Spider Man's intro to the MCU. That's what the big part of this movie, and that's why people love it so much. But we also see like. So the big fight between the heroes, which is small scale compared to Civil War. I know that's that's dumb. That's just a mini complaint. But Rhodey's paralyzed. Yeah. Like all these like crazy distracting moments to to make up for lack of an actual story. Right. Uh, and that's just my complaint. Sorry. I like Age of Ultron. It does have its crazy weird flaws. But I that's think just... I've, I've ne- I haven't seen a superhero movie that doesn't have its flaws. So. Yeah. That's just my Sharona. That's my my Sharona. That's it, folks. First episode of Hot Guys. I don't know when the next one's going to be. Uh, I'll be in Colorado next week. So maybe when I get back, Simon and I, Simon can spare an afternoon. We can talk about it. And But until then, after the premiere on Wednesday of the new episode, check out the site. Lauren will drop a, a way more thoughtful review than Simon and I saying. We don't like it because. <laughs> so oh. check those out. Let us know what you think. And um, we're about to get into what we're here for. We're going to take a quick break to listen to some ads. And uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to those ads. I know you didn't because I've just played like a sweet uh, elevator music melody. No ads at all. It's the end of the year. Who cares? Just enjoy that interlude. We're back to what seems to be the longest episode that we've had. I'm not editing anything. 
So if Simon says something offensive this time, we're leaving it in. Yeah, we're any partners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this week of the podcast, I you know, okay, so I try every now and then I try to find a book that I'm like, ooh, Simon's gonna hate this. Let's read it. But this time I want to end the year with like this is gonna check all the boxes on what tickles Simon's fancy. Tickles my pickles. And this week, again, the final episode of the Wednesday Pools. I think I'm going to title it that because the <laughs> last time I the last time I did that, <laughs> it was like we got like uh, 300 downloads in the first weekend. So maybe I'll t- maybe yeah, I'll that's going to be that. people are like not not this <laughs> not time. It's not again, stupid. <laughs> oh man, we are reading the book Ultra Mega. It was uh, published by Image Comics, written by James Heron. I hope I said that right. And the art is by James Heron and Dave Stewart. I don't know who does what. I think this is predominantly his art, James Heron's art. But I don't know um, how much Dave Stewart and him split the work. I don't know how that works. I I always figured if Simon and I did a book, it would be written and illustrated by both of us. Just because we would be, I would love that. So hands on, like in a ghost situation, like my hand on Simon's hand, (laughs) vice versa, sculpting the book perfectly. Because I couldn't, I I feel like I couldn't one hundred percent write a story by myself. So that would be that would be most of it. Ultra mega. I'm just an idea man. Me too. Two idea men. (laughs) No, I'm I'm just an idea man i'm just an idea comma man <laughs> ultra mega again was a book that i read the first issue and it was pro- pro- promoted as like a kaiju book so i'm like yeah i'm gonna check it out you put kaiju in it i'm in so i read ultra mega the first one and i'm pretty sure i read the second one when they were dropping they were a little bit more expensive i think they were eight dollar books so i mm. backed off yeah, because shit. yeah my pull list gets pretty stupid to add like a $8 book on top of that. So I do need to get the third and fourth issue. It's a four issue series or just this first volume is four issues. Obviously huge cliffhanger at the end. Spoiler alert. Dave Stewart is uh, just a colorist, by the way. Oh, he's just a colorist. That's what the Dang, Dave. Say. The colors are great. So, I mean, it really adds a lot to the stories. Mm-hmm. So you did a lot. I can see why they're crediting you as art <laughs> yes <laughs> it's a general general word <laughs> could mean a lot of things he's an artistic man so i'm gonna dive right in with issue number one if you don't mind go for it buddy a cosmic plague has spread transforming everyday people into violent monstrous kaiju only the ultra mega three individuals imbued with incredible powers hold the line against this madness Their battles level cities and leave untold horror in their wake. Now, the final reckoning approaches for the Ultra Mega. But is this war? But is this this war? Question mark. (laughs) But is this a war they can even win? Who knows? Find out next time. (laughs) Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Before I ask you for your initial thoughts on issue number one, I'm going to say this book... Uh, just right off the bat was hard was a little difficult for me to be like oh this is 
happening now. This has happened. Like, I get the timeline, but it's just a lot. A lot mm-hmm. of ground gets covered really fast is what I'm basically trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it took me a second and a reread of some pages to get my footing right. What'd you think about issue number one? The world and sort of your first introduction to Ultra Mega. Yeah, so in the grand scheme of things, a lot of issue one, I mean, at least within this, what, five issue run? Five? Four issues. Four um, mm-hmm. a lot of what happens is inconsequential. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you... sort of just like a, it's honestly, you can look at issue number one as a flashback and sort of world building flashback. Yeah. 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 Basically. Yeah. But there's even like really heavy details in there that seem like they don't matter, but I guess, you know, they'll play into the future. Right yeah. off the well, we talked about it kind of before. We talked about it kind of beforehand, where I was like, "There are some things where I thought, like, I wish there was more of. Like, do you have these really, really detailed characters that seem like they're going to be main characters, but they don't even make it past spoiler alert, past issue one." Yeah, seeing just how I mean, it's real weird at the beginning. This, um, a lot of the art and and just the way this story is told kind of reminds me of um, Big Guy and Rusty Boy Robot, like the comic book mm-hmm. by Jeff Darrow and Frank Miller, like the way it's drawn, especially. Uh, but the story is just so strange. Um, yeah. And it's just got this really weird, it's like, it, it reminds me a little bit of Batman the Animated Series. Like you're not really sure what, period in time like there's robots right and Mm -hmm. technology but it's not ultimately clear where we're at yeah the first issue really reminds me of an episode of ultraman i mean Mm -hmm. like old school ultraman like there's not there there's not a lot of depth on what's going on you just see sort of the what's presented as the the chaos between the the kaiju and the protectors or what we think are the protectors, the ultra megas. But we also are led to believe that that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about the, the art style of, of the book so far? I really dig it, man. Um, it's messy and brutal. It yeah, reminds me. Messy. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of, as we were talking about the company, it did men in black, extreme ghostbusters, Godzilla, um, very liquid. And some of the brush sets, and I don't know if this is the the colorist or if this is the the author, but some of the brush sets that they use to make things look, you know, you have like uh, the monochrome dots in there and you've got all these little sketchy Mm -hmm. lines. You've got some, um, oh gosh, not Ditko. Kirby. Kirby Kirby dots dots and stuff um, Mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, you have the Kirby crackle. Yeah, that Kirby crackle. It's, one thing I like about it, one thing I like about it specifically is that we we see kaiju fights all the time and like big tokusatsu sort of things, but we never really see the repercussions on like the cities like after effect. And I feel like that's a strong theme in this book. Like I feel like that's becomes more of the story than this. And to display that, any scene that's not them fighting 
is drab. Like you have every scene where they're fighting kaiju, it's bright colors. I mean, it's mm. total action, big onomatopoeias. But any other scene is completely drab, and it's just like a complete contrast between the action sequences and what's going on to everyone else. I didn't immediately notice that. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. I really, <laughs> I really like that. There's so much that happens in issue number one because there's like a backstory with what we think is the main, the main, the surviving kaiju hero or not ki- the surviving ultra mega hero mm-hmm. with his first wife or something weird like that. And she becomes infected with the kaiju virus and he just sort of like dips out on her. I was like, damn, yeah. Man, well, what else, what else would you do? Yeah. And it's interesting how the, the, the dynamic between the kaiju and the, uh, um, ultra mega, characters work like it's like the theory between batman and joker like without batman there wouldn't have been a joker yeah without the ultra mega which we see later you know there's an issue with the kaiju they wouldn't they wouldn't be the same yeah they don't come out as giant hulking kaiju monsters i i want to say that i love the transformation back into humans um, because the character jason is turning back into a human but his head stays big yeah it's great and it just seems silly, but it's just, to me, it's so perfect because his wife, his current wife is watching him on TV and she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, just take it in a second. My, I, I feel fine, but my head will be normal soon. Yeah. Your neck. <laughs> he's like, my neck will hurt. But. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess, you know, we're again with his former wife, his, she was pregnant and that son is a kaiju, which is just like this crazy looking butthole monster it's gross man but it's like (laughs) well even that it's like the like that's her talking to herself like on page 26 or whatever Uh that's her talking to herself it's something i just realized they're like another part of herself because later you Uh see like the little blue head coming out of another piece of her and her son is like dangling off these weird testicle guts I don't yep. know. It's it's yeah. very gross. Yeah. So the other two, I, I guess the last three Ultra Mega, one of them is a nerdy kid that quit a long time ago because he got his ass kicked and his arm bit off, which yeah. I thought was cool. He's like a genius, and then he goes and works for the government. And then the other one was just a dude that just had crazy, uh, we learned has like a crazy stress moment where I guess his son becomes a kaiju and he has to kill his son. Yeah, like in the same bed. Yeah. Um, and he loses his eye in a fight. When they all transform, it looks cool, man. They It's like Ultraman-esque. There's not a lot of, like a lot to them attribute-wise, but they look cool. Yeah, they, they do look really cool. Um there's some interesting thing about these characters, like say when he loses an arm or when that guy loses an eye, like it's weird that, that so later you see, and I know we're still on issue one, but just we're bringing it mm-hmm. all together. So like he shoots his fist off and if he were to turn back into a human, that it would just, his hand is gone. And it's weird. Unless that, he connects it back together. Yeah. yeah it's gone, gone. It's weird that they have these like, Weird weaknesses like that. That's so strange to me. But yeah, because Erm or whatever his name is, the the sort of brute of the three, 
he loses his eye. And when he transforms into the Ultra Mega, he still doesn't have an eye. But him himself goes, it seems like he goes out on a journey to find out more about what's going on. Because when he comes back and they're doing this battle to like this ultimate battle where they're fighting Jason's son, uh, which is this butthole monster with a smile. And then this, he looks, he looks gross, but it also looks cool. Like that looks like a, a menacing bad guy. Yeah. The weird blue skull thing. Yeah. Uh, Erm is like, listen, you don't even know half of what's going on. Like, you think that they're the bad guys and we're the good guys, but I don't think it's that simple. And then he transforms. I love a good transformation. Frieza, you haven't seen my final form yet. I love a good trump card. Like, I can transform multiple times. He transforms into what looks like a kaiju. Yeah, this is his... This is the the Evangelion are made out of angels moment. Um, yeah. Yep. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen, uh, well, if you, if you haven't seen the anime popular anime from the nineties, yeah. <laughs> Old ass anime. <laughs> but yeah, and he, he just, he, he does work. I mean, he's, he's badass for but, uh, like a split second. Yeah. God. I mean, it's gory. This book is gory and it's, and it's really good. The gore is really good in it. Very gory. Yes. Yeah, it it yeah. it did make me think. I was like, oh, I could totally make some guts for some of my f- photos. Like it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Erm does a, a decent job. What it seems like a decent job, but then he gets wrecked pretty sim pretty easily. And it tries to do the Chaozu. I'm doing a lot of Dragon Ball references, but he tries to do the Chaozu sacrifice himself, which everyone knew that was a waste. <laughs> He blows himself up and it does nothing. And yeah. I think Jason knows that that's his son. Like he calls him son. I think he knows what's happening at this point. Well, yeah, he gets not only that. I mean, he does call him father a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And Jason goes to fight him, but he gets rocked as well. Pretty quickly. What happened? He bites his leg off. He bites his foot off or something. That's one thing I will say that's crazy about this one that it was like, whoa, is, you know, there's all this rumbling and like rats are running out of the city and, and you know, between uh, the mother and the, the boy Kaju being um, revealed to now two of the guys are dead and, and he's the only one left. Is crazy. Yeah, like, you don't see that yeah. initial fight. Yeah, the thin, the thin, smart Ultra Mega, the one that quit altogether, is instantly like we don't. You, like you said, you don't see that fight. He's just pinned on the whatever the tallest skyscraper is, and he's seemingly dead. Yeah, that that moment where they're like, "What is that?" and then they just see his hand come down, his arm come yeah. down. It's pretty cool. Seeing how yeah. it affects the. Uh, the regular people. Yeah. Watching him fight his son, though, I thought it was the craziest thing. He's yo-yoing him with his guts. guts. It's just mm-hmm. like a, the craziest fight. Same and, man. you know, at the beginning, we see that it's like this, this space alien with a big... I'm, I'm a sucker for, like, big head celestial type aliens. Gives Jason the power. Jason's just this dude sleeping on his couch. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. He gives him this power. It's like this eyeball goes into his chest and he has the power to become the Ultra Mega. And Jason, in his Ultra Mega form, rips out the eyeball, sort of like a Green Lantern moment. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I don't know if this shit works like this, but you need to find someone more worthy than me and sends him away and then does this cool Ultra Mega Power Fist moment, which he destroys, which we learned destroys like a chunk of the city. Yeah. Well, and, it and just, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool moment. Very cool. It looks cool. The action sequences are chef's kiss, in my opinion. Yeah, they're great. They're fucking brutal. And then and he does this. He does this ultra fist launch, which is just this great scene. And then you go to the next page and it's just like almost cartoony, but also like, damn, dog. His son, Big Fist, punches his head off just like into outer space. Yeah, clean off. It's the craziest thing. And then the following moments are, I mean, it's really. Oh, yeah. Oof. And you, and you, because you, you don't think about this kind of, I, I don't think about this kind of thing. Yeah. And he falls. He's bigger than buildings. He falls and his head popped off, like clear from the neck. His, it's just oozing all the blood from his body, which would happen. And it's just overtaking the city. They're trying to evacuate. His current wife is trying to evacuate with their, with his new son. Yeah. And, She's at this point, she knows what's happening. She sees the blood dripping. It's just like a freaking waterfall. Sick. She's telling every, she's telling everybody to run and um she doesn't make it. It's crazy. Yeah, she runs and then so the big deal with all the blood is that it doesn't stay liquid. So it's in this that it scabs over, gets everywhere, scabs over, and this whole time she's run with her child. And has her child held over her head so that when everything scabs over, he's like sitting on a hard He'll be surface. out of it. Yeah. And these people are basically going to find their survivors because it, it crusts and coagulates over the entire city. And so just like thousands and thousands of people die in it. And these people are trying to find the survivors. Like you said earlier, I like that it kind of... And again, I don't. it's not Dragon Ball Z. But one thing I love about Dragon Ball Z is the future technology dinosaurs like i love the mixture of the years and this has like regular people out there in cars and stuff trying to figure what you know figure out any survivors they also have robots with them Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the robots are like also working beside them they find this baby and uh then we started to see like the humans decide that they want to build their own robots to fight the kaiju if they ever come back but they don't ever come back in that sense also, they start um, scanning people for the kaiju virus and exiling those people. They build a barricade and they exile those people that have the dormant virus to the outside. I think that's dun, pretty dun, much dun, the dun. gist of it. Then we go the years later and we see this kid, or we see this seems to be kid uh, scavenging, which I thought was cool. This is cool to me, like this world. It's a total, dis- like it's not kaiju's just like a futuristic dystopian type thing this kid scavenging he has the umbrella that hides him in the it's all cool to me yeah and he doesn't even really know what he has on some of these instances what's real crazy these are the moments especially like earlier with some of the robots and and stuff like that those are the moments where i'm like yeah jeff darrell definitely had an influence uh on the, the creator with like how bulky they are. Not only that, but just how many details 
damn, I keep hitting my mic. Sorry. How many of these like crazy, like pipes and wires and all these little weird details that he throws Groibles. in? <clears throat> yes, Greebles. Greebles, damn it. Yes, the Groibles. The Groibles. <laughs> you, you taught me a word and I, and I botched it. <laughs> but Leave yeah, it in. Shit ton of Greebles. <laughs> I just love how just collapsed in the city is and how just it's stuck like that now um and they're just surviving man i just and i love the design of this guy mm-hmm. this character this sort of dystopian hero at the kaiju in the kaiju clan which is, <laughs> seems like an antagonist i like them a lot too because it's just like a scary mean monster face yeah on this it, gives, it makes me think of like the character designs from metabots i don't know how much you watched that show back in the day yeah, but it sort of gives yeah. me the sort of designs from that and this guy, he, you know, this is a character. He stands for humanity. He stands with the Ultra Mega. And they, this is a longer issue than a normal, you know, uh, book. This is 63 pages in this one compared yeah. to like a 26-page issue. So it's like two issues. I was worried as I was reading this one. I'm like, shit, they're not all this long, are they? And they were. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, take it away with issue a numero dos. For the issue the Rising out of the carnage of our debut issue, a new hero emerges to beat down the kaiju scum. Fists fly and blood is spilled. Fights, fight monsters, stand with humanity, stand with Ultra Mega. Bah. This issue takes a completely different direction than issue number one. And what did you think about issue number two? There's a lot of stuff that you're just supposed to just accept, man. Well, yeah, one of the first things, um, you get a little bit of the background lore of Ultra Mega, Adam, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the original, the big-headed guy at the beginning. Yeah. And how there's this dichotomy. There's like the, the Ultra Mega and then Kaiju, and they're the same. Yeah, um, they're born together. And like they show, and I don't want to go too far in the in the further issues, but they show like an egg, and it seems like in the sack there is an Ultra Mega Mm-hmm. Big-headed, masculine baby, yeah. but also like a kaiju in there as well, which is yeah. weird. Uh-huh. There's so much that happens in this issue that you're just supposed to like, I don't know, just assume, I guess. Well, the first thing I like is, uh, and again, this is an assumption, but I would say it's a safe one, is that the eyeball creature, the thing that he pulls out of his body is like sentient. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. I loved it. I loved it. And, and it just purely on the design alone. Yeah, purely off design alone. I love it. And then when you think about it, it's like he's technically doing what Jason told him to do. I don't even know if that's his name. I'm just saying Jason. But it's technically doing what he told him to do. Like, hey, go find someone that's better than me. And he's like lurking and watching and like still finding that person. But not so much like a Green Lantern ring that it just automatically goes to the next person. Well, not only. He just. Happen, hasn't connected with anybody yet. Well, not only that, but he doesn't really think about it. I mean, we see this later, but he's in this big ass pit. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Noah, which we learn, I had to go back and look, but Noah is the son from the first issue. Noah is this scavenger, and he's fighting the. He's fighting the the kaiju clan which is just this sort of like cult like out group in the exiles and 
he punches the shit out of one of them and kills him. <laughs> like kills this kid, which I thought was nuts. Apparently there was a treaty that kept uh, everybody safe. Like we don't kill each other. We just sort of like do our own thing. You don't mess with me. I don't mess with you. And that broke the treaty. This dude that works, uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Gara, Lord Gara. Looks like a kaiju. Looks creepy as hell. I love his design. Yeah, I really like his head because it's a sideways. It's a sideways yeah, beetle. Call. Huh? Well, yeah, beetle. Well, yeah, but I mean, it just looks, you know, it's like the two horns aren't, aren't yeah. symmetrical because it's like sideways. Yeah. And he he's a human though. We think mm-hmm. that he's a uh, that he's a kaiju, but he's actually human in a mask. When they kind of treat him like shit, but he has aspirations of like being accepted by them. We don't get a lot of development by him, but he's evil. But yeah, and and so just to get into that a little bit, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot in this book where it messes with your expectations because you're like oh shit there's this badass and you're like oh never mind he got rocked by that explosion or oh never mind yeah yeah, you know, yeah. Have, <laughs> yeah. it's just surprising uh like there was a dream sequence where i was like wait a second and then i was like oh he's dreaming that's not yeah. real yeah yeah um it just makes you think that they're it does hold on it doesn't seem like anybody's safe is essentially is what i'm saying like you yeah. know, no, Noah doesn't seem safe. Mm-mm. This other dude that's supposed to be his badass, weird kaiju kid isn't safe. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And you also see Seth, which we have, which are, there was just this ominous war that was happening in the exile land uh, that there were a couple of badass heroes that represented what the ultra mega represented pretty much they stood up against they stood up against the kaiju clan but seth got fucking rocked it looks like i mean he's got like fucking 20 blades throughout his body his arm man it's got chunks missing out of it yeah it's crazy looking but i don't know man they mess they shoot this dude so i didn't realize how he tripped until i reread it mm. but so he's going to go he's going to fight gara the scavenger noah is going to fight gara but gara shoots these like wooden stakes in his foot and trips him and then yeah. shoots him in the head and i'm like damn he died like that yeah i yeah so i kind of thought that too i was like oh shit which like, it, yeah which it leads you to believe that because like you said it just seems like no one is safe in this story the main characters that we got introduced in the first issue all die so it's not that hard to believe that this kid dies now mm-hmm. and but then in a badass moment i like how they have this depiction of like oh he's not um the masked ultra he's a giant man with like it looks sort of like uh Savage Dragon, Eric Larson character with these huge fists and like holding shoulders. Yeah. This is a boy. And they're just like, oh, he's not him, whatever. And then he wakes up like creepily, Mm. like animatronic creepily, and (laughs) has a bomb and blows up. And then you find out that he's actually just sitting in his underwear in a VR chair, which is kind of cool, man. I like uh, moments... You know, what's funny about this is like a lot of these. So there's like Kaiju out, you know, 
<clears throat> the first one we see beyond the ones that we have seen are part of this kaiju clan. And but they're uh, small and gross. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you know, like uh, the du- the dude from <laughs> from episode one of Star Wars, uh, uh, Watto. Watto, yeah. super racist, <laughs> just super gross. Yeah, I I read it in his, Watto's voice. Don't forget uh, your place. <laughs> yeah. um, one thing that's kind of funny is like they're pretty strong, I guess. Apparently, to be the boss of these people, but I love that they're so vain that Gar is like. You know, I serve the king and you serve me. And he's like, yes, immense one. Like, they're so vain that they have to have these guys say that they are larger than they are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like it's almost like a and for and like a uh, self conscious about not being kaiju mm-hmm. of legend. Yeah. Come to find out that Noah is actually in a safe house in the exiled land. Mm-hmm. I guess it's called Avalon. I can't remember what it's called, whatever the exiled land is called. But he's living with Beth, and we don't really get a lot of a lot from Beth. She's a scientist. All scientists wear to, big glasses. She's trying to basically uh, create a giant suit for them to climb the wall and get a new testing because the testing that exiled all these people was faulty. Mm-hmm. She's like, we obviously don't have the kaiju gene, or we would have turned to those gross monsters. But that's pretty much her story. And Noah lives with them because, I don't know, Noah was there when Seth and this other guy with the giant hammer, can't remember his name, were fighting the good fight. Yeah, the guy with the but, big tooth hammer. Big tooth hammer. Apparently, the the living world, with all the rich people and safe people, do supply drops for everyone on the outside and they pretty much have to ration themselves for a year which i thought was crazy like they gave them one shot year supply of food it kind of reminded crazy. me of attack on titan in those those moments like as you get further in there's uh-huh. better situations yeah but he you find out that he ruined one of beth's drones doing that and uh maybe fucked everything up mm-hmm this crazy scene where there's like the parlor of the kaiju that's out here doing this thing. He's just eating on this person. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like, God, that's fucking rough. Man. Yeah. They, it's amazing that they're so weak. Apparently without mm-hmm. ultra mega, they're so weak that, um, it's weird that they're so weak, but people are still treating them like they're this amazing force. Like this, like this yeah. guy just letting him suck the blood out of his body. And that's why I say cult-like, because it's definitely a cult. It's like these people that trick these other people into believing that they're some sort of divine thing. Well, and it may be like, oh, you never know when it's coming back, you know? Yeah. And he also says, like, oh, tell Gara when he's... They just treat him like shit when he's fin- when he's done tending to his pink parts. And then you see Gar just like stressed out. Like he was a human, but his shit is messed up. Like mm-hmm. this dude's dying. <laughs> yeah, he got blasted. Um, and this is where I was like, "Damn, is Gar actually a kaiju?" Because his blasted parts look it's 
it's illustrated in a way where it's like, oh, maybe he's not all human or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the next sequence, if you read it too fast, you don't realize that it's a dream sequence. But then you see this giant Gara monster. Yeah, it's cool. It looks so cool. And then um, Noah turns into what looks like his dad. Because he's purple. He looks just like him. And he's just fucking he's hulking over what was the hulking figure. Like, Gara was a giant kaiju, and now he's hulking over him and just mm-hmm. starts smashing him into the ground. Yeah, man. like stomps on him so many times that he's just a pulp. But then he starts eating him, which is weird. I don't get that part. It's a lot of that. A lot of yeah, eating. And then it goes instantly into Seth getting stabbed in the head, I guess. Yeah, it's a lot of weird like symbolism. Yeah. That I don't know. The the feeling and anim I would not really animation, but like the cell by cell of like some of their extreme facial expressions, like chewing and some things like that are just immaculately done in this comic book. Um yeah. some really good facial expressions. I I really I agree with you, man. Well, you know, anime vibes. They're in the city, and it's like Akira. You know, you get a lot of that Akira aesthetic from this too, like how gross Tetsu or however you say his name, um, how he is whenever his powers manifest. Gross. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Noah's obsessed with living in the Matrix. It seems like, and you have to live in the Matrix. You have to have power yourself. You have to provide the batteries for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Um, this is where we get introduced to the character from Mega Man Legends <laughs> with a tooth hammer. Uh-huh. Tooth hammer. Um, I love that it has they a talk... fist on the card <laughs> yeah. to the front of it. Yeah, it looks it looks badass. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but then they talk. They they also talk about like this war against these people before they created the treaty. And I love how the the supply drops comes in. It's just like this giant tubes that they just drop um then gara walks they only up drop like eight for the whole year yeah, for everyone and it's like so they're celebrating that fireworks going off and stuff uh gara walks up even though he's beat up he still looks cool the bandages make him look cool yeah they do yeah and he's like hey listen uh everybody's food for the year uh, belongs to us Mm-hmm. It sucks. I know, but this is how it goes because because of this. And or not Orm, whatever this guy's name is. Um Otis drops down. He's gonna fight him, but he's like, listen, it ain't my fault. Y'all did it. Y'all broke the rules, y'all killed somebody. And Otis sells the kid out, man. I was like, yeah, damn. Immediately. I was I, like, damn, dog. <laughs> I was very surprised. Yeah. And they take his ass too. It's not like it's not misleading at all. It's straight up. They take his ass. There yeah, was no trickery. He's right there. There was there was no like sleight of hand. He's right there, and they take him. Guess where you're going to the Coliseum, and then they go immediately to the rest stop. The rest stop is burnt up, and it looks like Beth's dead. <laughs> yeah. Back to what you said. No one is okay. This is Game of Thrones. Everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. Don't get attached to a single character because everyone is going to die in this book. Yeah, it's sad that they had burnt down their whole village. So, ugh. Yeah. And then you see 
the fist from the first issue, the ultra mega launch or whatever you see it. It's crazy. Cause it's like, it looks sort of digital and mechy, but then you see like the bones sticking out of it. Yeah. And it's really cool to see that they kind of forgotten what this pit is because they're, they've got a dumpster or whatever you want to call it, a, a dump truck. And they were just thrown in there. They're just throwing in their trash and like old bones and stuff. Um, yeah. Not knowing that this is the pit from that uh, initial strike down to the, down in the center of the earth, so to speak. And the eyeball and the eyeballs down there just living. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get into issue number three. Again, there's just so much, so much happens in these two issues already. I'm just like, it's, it's so much ground gets covered. Yeah. Ultra Mega issue number three, Noah was supposed to continue the legacy of Ultra Mega, fighting monsters on behalf of humanity. But that was before the Kaiju clan. Now Noah must fight for his life in the Coliseum, and no human has ever left alive. I love, like, how stupid it is. How they put, like, these big, stupid anime heads on them. Oh, yeah. And and uh, we also get to see... One thing I think is weird is that this is a flashback after he kills the son kaiju from the first issue after he fights the ultra mega it seems like he loses all of that girth <laughs> if you will <laughs> i like using like, that word he almost looks like the eyeball creature like he's skinny the butthole mouth is the main thing that's sticking out and he's running to his mom it just looks so gross. He looks like Mike Wazowski, but like without the eyeball. <laughs> gross mouse was uh, Mike Wazowski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 it, it is like instantaneous. Though it is kind of weird that his mom isn't affected. But it's like instantaneous that Kaiju are small now. They don't have anything to yeah. battle. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. And then she's just like, what um it's a weird conversation. She says, I wanted his head. And he's just like, well, whatever. It's uh, did a fucking good? space now. Yeah, he's like a little kid. He's like, can I be big again soon? And she's like, well, I need to build my army first. And then we flash back to the regular time where he has his big stupid head on and there's two other guys that have the other big stupid, mm. stupid heads. It's like the guy, the three lasting ultra megas, pretty much. I love how confident the green one is. He's so confident. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll protect you. Stand behind me. I'm a good fighter. Yeah. And we get to see more of Gara. Gara's. It was sad because he goes to see the king and what he, what seems like the king. And he's like, you did remarkable today. You are an honorary Kaiju. And he's just like, hell yeah. Thank you. And then you realize that he's like dying in the bathroom. Yeah. He's hallucinating. Yeah. Messed up. These guys are like super creepy. They're like, oh, we were really close. I think he would want me to have his cape. Like they're just like <laughs> taking the shit from him as he's dying. And nobody knows what this cube is. Like it gets passed around a few times. Yeah. We get another weird, like dream sequence type thing next between Noah. Is and it Beth? Beth, yeah. But is Beth dreaming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's me, supposed Noah, to be but Noah. That kid, yeah. Noah as like an adult? He says, you're a competent manservant. So, I get, yeah, I oh. guess he's just supposed to look like a butler or something. 
Yeah, and then he's dying, but she wakes up. Apparently, the <laughs> surrounded by some creepy-looking kaiju. But apparently, the king kaiju, which is what the Jason's first son is calling himself, mm-hmm. uh, has plans for her. They're obviously really sensitive about them being called small because one of the kaiju is like, I'll kill you, bitch, for calling me tiny. I'll kill you. <laughs> but then we see it, it It loses me so many times in the story. Not like at the fault of the story, just for me personally, because now there's this giant big O style mech mm-hmm. that they're just driving past. And I get it. Like, oh, they're small, so they want to compensate what they've lost with technology okay i'm here now but they just toss old gara out like he is garbage at this point <laughs> oh he did good well uh, he could redeem himself yeah yeah very in the coliseum humans are puny anyways that's what he gets for being human uh really sad and they do like a short explanation of like how humans are the gateway into this world for kaiju and ultra mega <laughs> Basically, it. leading up to the call uh, the Coliseum battle. I just love how big big that dude's head is. That illustration, he looks crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> and so they're reenacting the Coliseum is basically like what you would think of a set of Power Rangers is. Like, there's a guy in the Power Ranger Megazord suit, and then there's this small, you know, set of skyscrapers and stuff, and you're fighting <laughs> through it. Yeah. It's basically that. Like a scale, yeah, like a scale model of the city. Uh yeah. It's pretty great. I love it. He even and, remarks on it like, man, the detail here. <laughs> and like you said, the green guy's like, I got you. Don't worry. I will I'm a good fighter. I'll protect you. And there's this this kaiju in there, he's like, you know he's dead, right? Everybody's gonna die. And then he just kills himself. I was like, what? Oh, uh, yeah, the little turtle guy. Yeah, he just like yeah. cuts himself up. And then it just like happens and then it just like rushes everybody off and, and Noah's like, what the fuck was that? Um, And also, Gara's there, just slumped over like he's going to die no matter what. But uh, he's a hero. Noah's a hero. He has his hero moment. He's like going to stab this dude. But then he, it's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not I- evil. I didn't realize how competent of a fighter he was going to be. I think it was just sort of like the the adrenaline thing. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I think it has to be like adrenaline. Learn something from his dad or from Seth or whoever those guys were. I love how they was like, we let the Ultra Mega pick their opponent because it's obviously very one-sided. Mm-hmm. And the green guy's like, oh, I picked this dude, the weird-looking... <laughs> Never pick the weirdest looking one, dude. He looks soft. He looks like nothing. Yeah. Corp. And then he busts up a a skyscraper and he has like a shield and like an axe and instantly dies in like the grossest way. He instantly gets slurped up and shat out. (laughs) Yeah. Not even. Well, and it's like broken up. Well, it's really gross. I thought he was just going to get swallowed, but then he gets broken down within this yeah, like, like this weird thing with acid. Well, yeah, swallowed and then just shat out instantly. Yeah, rap. That's what the uh, I like. Yeah. I like. I like that the the guy that's Orm just like throws up instantly. 
Um, yeah, that's another one of those illustrations, just like the expression of the characters. They did a great job, or he did yeah. a great job. Uh, and the announcer's like, the next one gets to choose stacks. I heard him say stacks. Yes, <laughs> what is a terrifying looking kaiju? Um, he runs away and he fucking gets destroyed, man. What the fir- for the first time I read that, I thought it was funnier because I didn't realize the announcer was saying that. I thought that Strax was saying that. He's like, I heard him say me. <laughs> like, I heard yeah. him say Strax. And then he's going to just kill him because he's impatient or something. Oh, man. And he just rips him apart. Yeah, dude. It's fucked up. So brutal. But then Gara's next. But then hero moment. Noah is the hero of the story. Noah says, no, it's my turn. I choose this terrifying Godzilla with a talking penis mouth, whatever this is. I pick this guy. I'm fighting him. And then the the eyeball is watching. His dad's Green Lantern ring is watching. He's like, oh, what a hero. Instantly gets rocked. Which is weird. Does he have one? No, he doesn't have one. I thought he had one arm the whole time, but he doesn't. He no. has two arms. Um, no, that was just the robot. The robot. When he was in that VR robot, I thought the same thing. Yeah. But it's just but it was, he just had like it could detach it or whatever. Yeah. And but yeah, he goes to town on it, man. Smart battle awareness. Throws the this staff at Killer Croc, misses it, hits the Boosh dude, and uses the acid to blind him. I mean, like, great. This is next level stuff. Uh, next level. Stabs him through the head like he wins. Uh, but then we see the king. He's not skinny anymore. He's become a king. He's become fat. Has the skulls of guys on his on his neck. And he's like, oh, you might be worthy. Like, you might be an ultra mega. But then his mom finally comes down for the first time in years. And she seems to be a fully developed kaiju, which is weird to me because... No other kaiju that we've seen since the Ultra Megas have been gone have been fully developed. And she's like hardcore, gross, season finale anime kaiju. Well, yeah, and there's a lot. She says that her son isn't ready to take the wall and take the people on the other side. But she's this giant kaiju. Like, she couldn't help. Yeah. Yeah, like, what's what's her part in it? And she's like, you're down here playing games. I thought you were getting ready for the war. I just love the design of these, of her and her son. It's yeah. like a, a creepy face, but then there's a mouth completely underneath, like a giant gross kaiju mouth. But that's not even them because that opens up and it's like, he has a that blue skull that looks cool. And she has like this lady with like a sword arm, which... There's so many layers to it. So many layers. The eyeball the eyeball gets Noah and to to follow him, but Noah won't leave without Gara. The eyeball's like, yo, man, fucking leave that dude. He's dead. He works for the bad guys anyways. Leave him. But nope, he doesn't leave him. And then you find out that Strax was in love with that creepy Boosh monster. And he's going to get revenge. Boosh, my light, my love. You took her, you demon. Uh, and he rips a chunk out of his ass. This is a one of those moments where, again, you're like, "Wow, no one is safe in this book." Yeah, because like he grabs him. Yeah, he just, just has him, and then just kind of pinches a piece out. 
And that's after he's already broken his leg. Yeah. And the great moment between the eyeball just not being... I love moments where it's like not human emotions. So like the eyeball's like, good news, warrior. Your sycophant is safe. Bad news. You are dying. Yeah, <laughs> the guy like, that you were trying to save. Yeah, he's lying there, just blood, just like little spurts come out of his body. His foot oh so hanging out over here, sticking out. So great, man. Sick. So great. And it's just, like you said, illustrated so well, man. God. All right, issue number four. Okie dokie. End of story arc. Finally. A new Ultra Mega is anointed. That's what it says, guys. I didn't I didn't make that up. <laughs> a new Ultra Mega is anointed, but with great power comes incredible horror and violence. It's Ultra Mega versus Kaiju King. For the future of humanity. Kaiju King reminds me of the, the Danger Doom 2. I don't know if you heard that second album, Danger Doom. That's what I call my penis. Oh, Danger, Danger Doom 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, there's, there's some... Fuck, what is that? 12 ounce mounts. He's like, I'm the freaking yeah. corn dog king. And I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, man. End of story arc, finally. Yeah, so he <laughs> finally. The eyeball's like, listen, man, follow me into this vortex of whatever. It this again, there's these issues are so big that there's so much to cover. Well, and that's just like I don't know. It's that that part for me was confusing. Like what? Okay, why didn't you do that out the gate? Why so didn't you just? He's a ghost now. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Why? Did, well, he's like, I don't know. Why didn't you just do that instead of going through the tunnel? Why didn't you just say, "Hey, man, follow me through this," and in this instant, you can become an ultra mega and you can fight these guys? Why go through the tunnel? Why run away? But I guess the eyeball doesn't really know what's going on either. Because he says, our father, a tomb ultra mega, waits. Now, I don't know why he hasn't come to me. But you also see, like, you get dialogue from the other kaiju, like, talking shit about King Kaiju, or Kaiju King, or whatever, and the queen coming back. Corn Dog King. And how people are like, we can just talk a shit. And then you all, this is where we also see, like, what the queen really looks like. Because it's, like, fucking gross. Like, regurgitates her out. Yeah, I, I, mouth. I, I had trouble actually following what the hell was going on right there. But that's what she looks like. She's uh, She has like a blade hand and a giant savage dragon fist. <laughs> and he looks like, a, the king kaiju looks like a bitch. He's just like a fat ass butthole head. <laughs> butthole head, oh. old head. Old butthole and she basically head. says like, these kaiju here are more like humans than actual kaiju they're entitled which is true they act like they're entitled like you said before they're leaders of the cult mm-hmm. they expect all these things they're impulsive they have all these crazy needs when kaiju aren't they aren't really that and um back in the dreamscape this is where we see like uh the the eggs which are these cubes he cracks open there's like a baby ultra mega but also a baby kaiju yeah cube shaped cubes which i thought was a funny line me too. I love this. I also love Beth is just with these kaiju and they're like, and all these big ass sofas and chairs and they have this stick bug, which is great. 
they have this dude with the testicle head, which is great. But you also see like the guys that are in the clan, like the humans, are sitting in these tiny chairs with like a dog bowl in front of them and bones, and they're treated like animals pretty much. And but I, I, it was hard to follow the rest of this. So they meet a tomb, but a tomb is dead at this point, which looks it looks crazy. Yeah, he looks it's super gross. It's crazy. You see all these like just giant pus pockets all over his all over his body, and um, the eyeball again. The character design for the eyeball looks great to me. Honestly, probably my favorite in the entire book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's They're... very he's very animated, and he looks like a Universal Studios monster, like just the big head, yeah, big eyeball. They also didn't strain away from like making him look like an eyeball though, because if you when they show him from the back, he has like all the different like not tendrils, but connection eye connections. Yeah, man. Um, it's almost like a retina. <laughs> yeah, his body is a retina. His <laughs> body but is a retina. There's this moon that obviously is a kaiju butthole thing. But then you see all these creepy kaiju maggots just busting out of all his pus pockets. <laughs> it's just so gross. Kaiju maggots! And then it's just like full action mode. Come and face me! Face your bloody doom! But then the tomb wakes up. <laughs> there are some of these just... moments like right here where I was like, oh god, this is gross, man. It's gross. He's like, he's like, Pussing out of his face. He also smashes some of them. And he's like, listen, take this. The last eyeball. Uh, get out of here. Find another way. Or fight another day. But then, after that, complete anime moment. He just like, glargle. <laughs> just like, shoots out all these egg sacs <laughs> of these maggots. I'm like, oh my god, that's rough. Yeah. And Noah's like, let's Noah's like, let's go. And he's like, to fight another day? Hell no. You're all dead. And uh he goes straight up, and this is crazy. This is like a great I don't know, very stylized moments where his fists are like bigger. He's just like punching the shit out of him. It looks great, man. Yeah, I agree. But when they finally, he obviously gets eaten up. They show him get bit. They show him get uh, tore up. I don't know why only they can transport through that rainbow wall, though. Yeah, it was uh, pretty good. It's a firewall. Flex. That makes sense. That makes sense. Firewalls do work that way. But then they're just gross looking. They're both there dead, pretty much. The eyeballs... Nothing from the waist down. This rat is eating good. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> and um, I just, I hate how they treat humans in this. Not that I give a shit about humans. I'm just saying, like, well, it's you so... stop, you've stopped. Does my immensity slow you down? He's like, no, man, you're fucking gigantic. And we're walking upstairs. I do love like, that. Ugh. Yeah, like you said, like he's trying to be convinced that he is a large person. Your puniness disgusts me. And then but then he can also walk. A throws a head in there. Yeah. I love this, man. I do love... I hate that they keep showing this rat eat them, though. That's that's rough. 
he's doing this like hero song chant. He's like telling them how great it will be if they will still fight or you could die right now. And, and Noah is like, I've been dying this entire time. Like you went into that fantasy world. Like I'm legitimately dying. He doesn't even say anything to him. And he's like, do you, you know, he gives him this speech. Like, do you, will you bond with me? And he's like, can I, do I get to choose the color? Which I thought was great. I thought that was a great response. Yeah. But then it gets gross. It gets gross again. Cause he's just like laughing hysterically. And Noah's like, uh, it's not that funny, man. Then he like, grossly caresses his face we will be beautiful <laughs> and then it's like a horror movie moment because then he just like he's laughing the eyeballs laughing and noah is screaming and they're merging together in what seems like a super gross way what do you think about that it's super yeah i mean it's i love that he doesn't know how to do it either eyeballs like i think well, yeah I, I think i got this yeah, because he, they needed a tomb to, to walk him through it, but they didn't have that. So he said, we can probably figure it out. Yeah, I forgot about that. Immediately. But the ma- go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, immediately after that, we see this giant-ass mech again. Um, this bipedal mech that is being piloted by the sun. Um, yeah, and like a bicycle. <laughs> bicycle yeah, it's bike. hilarious. Like this <laughs> piece of shit control mechanism. Um, but he's just so short and little fat, man. He's just, ugh. yeah. And all the other fat ass, lazy kaiju are like, huh? Yeah, he's gonna try to climb that wall with that fucking robot. What an idiot! But then he just like starts ripping through, just ran- like no control, which makes sense because he's just <laughs> by bi- like pedaling a bicycle. Um, but. They're like, hey, is he going to climb the wall? Can't do it because it doesn't make sense. Stupid robot. But all these uh, these kaiju are like, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. back, baby. And they start to grow and they start to transform. And he's like, he's back. And then we see our first Ultra Megas and the first issue since the first one. And uh, I love it. I'm a sucker for it, man. Yeah, same. I'm a sucker for it. Well, I love just the gang up, like how they, they know what's up. It's, you know, they just, they get big as shit. Uh, yeah. A lot of really interesting character or creature designs, whatever you want to say. Uh, they're mm-hmm. really cool. And he rolls up with the finger guns. Ultra mega. Boom. Just like huge blast. Yeah. Like, Which I thought was crazy. It, like just the, eh. Just the two fingers. Yeah, it was so crazy. And he just and he's wrecking them. He's wrecking a few of them pretty easily. But uh I'm glad he didn't just destroy all four of them because he this is his first ultra mega fight he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. Um I did think he was gonna die though. I did too. Uh like we said, it it seems like there's no real protection. Like when they get when that one Kaiju wraps around his head. I was like, fuck, he's dead. This is it. Maybe the eyeball is going to take over or something, you know, because they did the weird transfer. Maybe that's what's going to happen. But no, they get it off and then he gets stabbed in the eye. I'm like, fuck, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Venomous. Uh, yeah. But but then he does like a ultimate blast released and just fucking evaporates that dude and another one. 
and yanks this the stinger out of his face. And this, I love that it it wasn't just that. I love that it wasn't just rip it out and he's safe. I love that it it had like a venomous like reaction. His face swells up. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was jarring because the kaiju robot saves the day. And we just get Beth huffing and puffing on the thing and we see the King Kaiju knocked out. We don't really we didn't see what happened, but they instantly go to a flashback where Beth has her foot cannon <laughs> and zaps him. But since he's back, King Kaiju is turning into his giant self again. Um but doesn't look as cool as the first one. He looks fucking fat <laughs> now. Mm. And uh he breaks his foot. What is with him in the in the legs, man? Oh, and it's so <laughs> brutal go too. For, they instantly go for the leg every time. It's so brutal because he just grabs him and he just like snaps it with his thumb, man. It's ugh, fucked up. I hate it. You know what I'm thinking? Like, if they know that the Ultra Megas are the way that they transform, then why would they want to kill them? Yeah. Why wouldn't they want to just like trap them in uh, in something and like always have them around? Yeah, like maybe they can't control themselves. Yeah, just put them in a little little charm around their neck. Maybe they can't control themselves. That makes sense. I think I think he's dead, man. I'm like, yo, this is it. He's dead. This is the guy that punches dad's head off. There's no chance. But shoots him in the jugular with his fucking. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. He just shoots his hand off. They have the ability to do that. Whatever. Shoots him in the jugular and does a giant flip, rips his head off. Uh, that was a great. That's a great image, man. Yeah, super cool scene. Great image, and uh, then he turns back to a kid, and like you said, once it's gone, once his hand's gone, his hand's gone. Mm-hmm. He didn't reattach it before. He had a chance to reattach it, but he didn't. And uh, I love it. Just looks like a little meat and a bone in the middle of it. Like yeah, it's not steak. like it's not. It's not scabbed over or anything. It's straight up could still get an infection. But then <laughs> I was like, this is cool. The issue ends like that. It's fine. We get it. Now we have an ultra mega. We're back. Volume two is going to be great, but that's not what happens. <laughs> that's not what happens. A shooting star flies across the, the sky and he says, what's that? They go to see what it is. And it's Jason's head. <laughs> lands on earth still sentient mm-hmm. and he says my my son my god it's been too long you didn't bond with it did you yeah and he's like uh well motherfucker yes yeah well uh i love the mustache. and that's how it ends yeah me too my old mustache damn how is he you know so many questions how is he still ultra mega form how is he still you know he got rid of the he got rid of his eyeball. Maybe is that the trick? I don't know. There's so many questions. So many. There, <clears throat> there is a lot of like unanswered. It makes me think it's like ah, don't think about it too much. <laughs> like, yeah, that's me. You don't you need know, it. That's me. You don't think about it too much. Yeah, especially because you like we we know the next issue is war. It hasn't come out yet. Uh, I don't think it's coming out till next year. But damn. What a ballsy move ended on four issues. I mean, this is like six issues. They were all long as hell. Mm-hmm. So much ground got covered. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's it's a lot of brutality. It's a lot. So 
that's it. That's Ultra Mega issue one through four. That's volume one. Mm-hmm. And that's all we have so far. Simon, what did you think overall, man? I, as a book, did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. No, it's terrible. Um, I, I That's really, it, guys. See you next year. Yeah. <laughs> I really did like it. As you said, we're, we're both big fans of Kaiju, Super Sentai, like... Mm-hmm. Whether or not we've seen all of Ultraman or whatever, like we know what it is. It's about this guy. He's basically like a Power Ranger Zord. Um, yeah, I love that. It, not only is that, I mean, it's brutal as shit. But not only is it like he's Ultraman, but I really like the fact that like he shoots his fist off and now it's gone. Like he mm-hmm. just doesn't have a hand anymore, and it's yeah. it's ridiculous. But- but they showed him like reattach it. I think his dad does it, where he shoots it off and reattaches it. But like this, if if you don't do it by the time you turn back into a human, that's it. Mm-hmm. There's no like no healing. There's no you know you getting it back. That's it. And I do like that. Yeah. You know, what do you think about the art? Which we've kind of talked about, like we always do. But what do you think overall about the art for the whole book? Yeah. I can't say that at first I wasn't a fan. I've liked it from the beginning. There are my ears ringing. There are some uh, panels that don't fit with other things, but mm-hmm. overall, I mean, the creature design and the character design, and it's got really good shadows and <clears throat> the action sequences are just insane, man. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really well done. So you know. A lot in a few books recently that we've read, we've talked about like the jarring styles jumping from back and forth, and like certain pe- things and certain panels and pages that we've liked, and it would be better if they picked a style. This is what we were talking about, mm-hmm. in my opinion. This is what I'm talking about. Like this kept the theme the entire time, kept the style the entire. Whether I agree, there are some panels where I was just like, ah, I don't know where that fits, but for overall. All the action scenes are the same. The character designs, the expressions on the faces, like Simon said earlier, when you see them like uh, overeating on some of these kites, like everything about this is the same style throughout the book. Yeah, and this is this is what I say about keeping it stylized. This is what I want. Yeah, um, it knocked it out of the park for me. It's crazy to see, like, uh, it's just it's so loose and it's so. You know, it's hard to pinpoint because it's not like Tradmore. Tradmore is loose, but very solid, if that makes sense, as far as his lines. Mm-hmm. This is just this is just wild. Yeah, there's a lot of I'm curious. I would be curious to see the breakdown between pencils and colors. <laughs> Me too. Me to too. see how much is being done by the colorist or how much is being done by the artist. It looks like a lot of both. Yeah, yeah, it seems like that's why they put his name on the the, in the art. Mm-hmm. All right, let's grade this thing, man. One final grade for the year. One final grade for the year. We gave it one final grade for the year. You don't have to go first because I don't have it pulled up yet. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh man, I liked it a lot. Um. I'm gonna give it a. G4. That's the kind of toast I want right now. Um, I think... Oh, that's a good one. Um, to be honest, I 
the violence is a little much. <laughs> I like how real lot. it is. Yeah, I like how real it is because with the, any kind of kaiju thing, you're not seeing that much blood. You're not seeing, especially uh-huh. with a character like Ultraman, who is just a bigger version of a person, not like a robot. Yeah, it, it's cool to see. Like, oh shit! Like that dude just flicked and broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to see it like that. It's very real life in a ridiculous I, way. I agree with you. And sort of like I said earlier, like you see, whether it be Power Rangers, you see these giant Megazord battles with monsters or Ultraman or anything like that. You see the big fights, but you don't think about the small scale of the people. And that's mm-hmm. what this book is really about. It's like yeah. the repercussions of these big battles. And the fights aren't going to be just like karate chop, karate chop, sword slash explosion. Like these creatures have blood. And it's like, this is what happens when these creatures lose. It affects everything around them. And the gore, the fights and the gore were a lot, but uh, I agree. It, this is everything I, I, I wanted in toast right now. So I'm going to give it the exact same score as you. I'm going to give it a G4. I don't think we've ever put the exact same score before. No, uh, that's it. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's it. I, I I particularly like in this book that the, you know, if you're thinking of Evangelion or you're thinking about Power Rangers or whatever, the city's always, there's no, there's no delay on construction. The city's no, always, back, maybe it's yeah. Back the next episode. And I like that there is this continual or this continuity of like what has happened to the city throughout this whole yeah. book. And now they have to pretty much exile the kaiju to survive at this point. Yeah. Um, Even that the kaiju have their own city. It's like a real weird. It's crazy. Yeah. It's great. I I, I loved it. I loved everything about it. And I don't know. I knew I was going to love it. It's kaiju fights. I knew I was, I was going to enjoy it. So yeah, same. That's it, guys. Final review of the year. I cannot thank you guys enough. 2020. One was a great year for us. Um, it really was. I, I can't believe that it, it's been this much fun for me. I can't speak for Simon, but I, I've really enjoyed it. We sort of found we our voice. Can't and, speak for me. <laughs> <laughs> we found our voice, and we found our you know what we want to do midway through the year, and and ever since then things have been going upwards. So yeah, I can't thank you guys enough for this great year. I, I was. It was Thanksgiving, and I was like, oh, we have an episode dropping before Thanksgiving. We didn't say thank you to anybody, but we'll just do it on this episode. So I, I do want to say thank you all for supporting us for some reason this yeah. entire year. Simon hates when I say thank you. Uh, I can't believe you listened. Sorry. Sorry for this. But <laughs> it's bad branding. Thank you, guys. Yeah, um, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank thank you for everyone that listens. Thank you for the people that pay us. For yeah, that's true. Like the, the people uh, that do that. There are a few people that actually give us money to listen to the <laughs> little stories in between. Um, yeah. But we really enjoy. That's how doing, we can have a website. Yeah. Yeah. We really enjoy doing the show. Um, it's the highlight of my week for sure. Uh, even if we do stay up really late and I get sleepy. <laughs> we do. This one was late though. I mean, I, I, I meant we were, we're way later. This is going to be the longest episode of the podcast. This is going to be a three-hour three hour episode. I'm going to give you markers, but I'm not editing this at all. So it's going to be a three-hour episode. I will edit the... We did take a little interview. I'll edit that, but it's maybe 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Discovering a big old puddle of 
dog piss <laughs> on my couch. So we'll see you guys next year. We'll have a new branding image, new name of the podcast, uh, some other things that I don't want to talk about right now. New name, new us. Mm. <laughs> I'm excited though. So again, thank you guys. I think we reviewed it. I think we did everything we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll leave you high and dry in December. I think we will do some throwback episodes. Mm. But I don't know yet. So don't hold me to that. If not, I'm going to hold you to I'll it. see you guys. I'm going to we'll quote see you. you guys officially in 2022. Thank you guys again. Mm-hmm.